Today's episode is brought to you by Manscaped, who just launched their fourth-generation performance package and their Shears 2.0 nail grooming kit. Join the Manscaped movement by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code LASERTIME. Everybody and welcome to episode 437 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host Michael Raparez, coming to you from the Nicholas May Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you want to get in on the studio naming action, go to Patreon.com/LaserTime. Who else is joining me? Chris would do absolutely anything in the universe to replace himself with Norm Macdonald this week. Antista. Aw, and Bax Office Poison. Matthew <laughs> Allen uh, there. So is is that that you would like to become Norm Macdonald or I would rather want... die and have oh. Norm Macdonald live for six more months. He's oh, being no, he's like it's like Jesus. He's giving his life on yeah. our behalf, mm-hmm. Michael, yeah. just so we like, get like Norm. a MAGA idiot, but for a, more, a funnier cause. <laughs> Jesus, and I think yeah, think think of it as as he's passed on so that you can continue living and delivering great podcasts to people who love them. Am I right? Am I right? Real Jesus quick, the Christ, way I, like I, I like to think about his death is is how Norm thought about it. Uh, he didn't lose his battle with cancer. Technically, they tied because mm-hmm. cancer died with him. If I may channel Norm, these guys sound uh, kind of gay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, what you're saying is you you might wish that you could go back in time and oh. find a way oh, God. to keep Norm MacDonald alive. <laughs> oh, cue, cue the Huey Lewis music. <laughs> to, <laughs> gotta go back in time. To achieve a perfect ending. So this week, uh, Deathloop well, is a out. happy ending. Uh, well, the, the perfect ending, I guess. Um, <laughs> I don't know. We're going to be talking about time loop games. Deathloop is out, and it is roughly, depending on how you count them, the fourth or fifth game built around a time loop conceit to come out this year yeah i have a theory about that yeah you have everybody wants to go back no it's everybody feels like they're stuck in the same day they're just reliving the same day from 2020 developers definitely were feeling that way it's still march 2020 i i hasten to say the time loop game is my least favorite emerging emerging genre why is that because it's part of the conceit of the subgenre, we don't use criticisms like this isn't this isn't very uh, it isn't very accommodating to my time because the the idea is to repeat yourself. But the nature of games and respawning is repeating your behavior. Yeah, and and I think I had always said like, is this fun or is this clever? And I played a lot of time loop games. I'm like, this is clever. But after a while, I really hit my limit of like doing shit over and over again. I think that's fair. And, that, that's why I and, fall off a lot of them after a while is the gimmick. Once you see through the gimmick, you're like, eh, now is this a yeah. good game or not? And I'm, I'm not saying they're easy to program, but in terms of like showing you the same assets repeatedly, <laughs> sometimes I, wor- I worry, especially when like AAA games start getting into this. And I haven't played Returnal or Defloop or uh, any of these next-gen things that could offer meaningful things to this because one of the you if you have a time loop game with loading times 
kill yourself. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I mean, that I mean is technically, cardinal like, sin. We, I, we should clarify: we're not talking just roguelikes or roguelites. You know, which, no. Okay, with time loop games, we were talking specifically about Groundhog Day style games. Mm-hmm. Where, okay, you could say all games are technically time loops in sure. that, like, you die and then you come back and you repeat the same actions till you get it right. But time loop games, specifically, or Groundhog Day games, however you want to count them are games where the characters are aware of what is going on and that they are reliving the same time period over and over again. And knowing that, they are consciously trying to find a way out of their predicament. And now, listeners who've been with us for a while might point out, hey, you assholes already did this back in episode 250. And I will say, yes, you are correct. But number one, it is appropriate (laughs) to the theme that we revisit this. And oh. number two, oh, there have been Morty. so many time loop games that came out since that 2018 episode that I felt like this is something we want. I wanted to do again. Hey, let me be the asshole again. that'll add the number three. Michael won't. Um, it's also been 200 episodes. People, we're allowed to repeat ideas if new no. games come out. Relax. Yeah. This is this is the arguments we have off mic, and Michael Relax. very much repeats that over and over again. No time no loop. Repetition. It's our time loop. We did this already. We did it. You did it already, but, now, Michael, but thousands of games have come out in between. Well, <laughs> nine, nine, nine times out of ten, when you guys come to me with something that we've already done, it's like three, to, three or four of the games are exactly the same. This is uh, all new, all, all new, baby. New, baby. Yeah, but I, so we're not going to be out, talking think... about Majora's Mask. We're not going to be talking okay. about any of the other five games that we talked about. Ghost Trick or yeah, Minute. Ghost Trick was one of them. Min- uh, no. Uh, <laughs> what, what I what I found when I was kind of looking at these is like a key component you kind of mentioned, Michael, is like, yeah, the main character almost always is is aware of the loop. And usually they're the only ones aware. But these yeah. other games, they usually have to have NPCs, not just enemies you can fight, but mm. NPCs that typically aren't aware of the loop that a lot of time your character will either appear crazy or will have to convince them there's a loop. But it's like that's like. That, to me, that's a difference between like just a roguelike, which is like, yeah, you're usually just respawning and fighting enemies, and these games where it's like, no, no, you're talking to people about what's happening with you. Mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and um, yeah, I think I think also there there is at least one <laughs> very visible omission from the list. I don't know if we want to talk about it up front or. Oh yeah, I mean, I think yeah. we got twelve minutes to talk about yeah. twelve minutes. I um, know what you're talking about. <laughs> I say we talk about it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. 12, 12 minutes is one where, like, I thought it was interesting. It has some flaws. Uh, people online really seem to hate it. I, yeah, it, I it didn't was... hate it, but it, it is. It, I didn't even want to name it as an example. But when we, we I've, I've used it as a criticism. This game isn't respecting my time so many times. But yeah. when you have me with the exact same level, with the exact same dialogue, and I know what I need to do, but I don't know exactly how to make this happen. Yeah, I feel like I hate this. I fucking hate this. Yeah, that's. I, the, I mean, I came a up lot of these games are, are supposed to be trial and error and trying new things, but like with that game in particular, I just felt like I was literally pulling shit out of the air. Like, okay, maybe I should try this. Like, they didn't really guide me or give me many hints. Like, I should try doing this, you know. Whereas these other games on the list are way more successful at kind of leading the player along their journey, you know. Yeah, I was a little cynical in our chat just because with some newer, major AAA next gen games adopting this mechanic, I just feel like. There's a potential for it to be abused. <laughs> I just, somebody's gonna, I haven't seen anything I would call egregiously bad in the time loop genre, but it will happen and it'll, for me, it'll be exceptionally bad because I don't like that kind of repetition. I like getting better and moving forward. 
Ooh. I just thought of a maybe a glaring omission. I don't remember if it was on the first list, but it's also like maybe doesn't count because you don't you don't really know if time's looping. But PT is PT a good example of one of these? Mm, well, I mean, then you run into the other characters thing where uh, yeah, right. Like PT is a loop, but is it a time loop or are you? Is it just like one of those haunted houses? Where you open the front door and it just puts you back into where you were before. <laughs> like, exactly. And that's yeah. what I didn't know. So it's yeah. like, yeah, that, that, that that's why that's off the list. Yeah, I don't think time is Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch. Never, never watched Bandersnatch. Played Bandersnatch. Yeah. Lived Bandersnatch. Play with a TV remote. Come on. Uh, Still, that's a telltale. Never mind. There's nowhere to email. I <laughs> did that with that <laughs> Minecraft game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, the other glaring omission is Deathloop, um, just because it always feels weird to me to put a new release into the top five, especially if, if it's the new release that was the catalyst for us doing that list. But, but you played a ton of it, right? I've, I've played it a bunch. It is great. And if you feel like it is being ignored by this list, by all means, consider it to be the real number one. But uh, for my part, like I, I didn't want to exhaust. Sucks. I also didn't want to exhaust all discussion of it before we got to the new releases part. But uh, yeah, I especially when it's going to take up a lion's share of yeah. the new release I, discussion. I have a lot to say about it. It's really good. And I played WarioWare and the Artful Escape all the way through, which Fantastic. is very rare for me to have completed two games for wow. uh, a VGA recording. I'm proud of you. Wow, it's been a terrible week. Wow. <laughs> So yep, thank you, that's Switch, for allowing me well. to speak. When you, that's how that's Wario here. Here's my impersonation of Wario at a fireworks show. Wow! I I do wow. I do have I have a a, a secret a, a sound effect contest I wanted uh, uh, with Wario that I, I sent to Michael. Maybe we'll play them later. Okay. Um, anyway, but yes. we got a lot to cover. Anyway, yeah, so. we got a lot to cover. There's just the three of us, so let's just get started, which we'll do right after this. Folks, you might have heard us talk about Manscaped and the importance of male grooming before. Well, now that summer is upon us and the clothes are starting to come off, it's more important than ever to give yourself a little boost of confidence and look your personal best by taking care of some of that stray body hair. Some of it down there. Since it's so hot, you might even want to trim things a bit shorter than usual. And when you do, take it from two guys who have learned the hard way, more than we care to admit, you want to be sure you're doing so safely, especially when trimming the hair down there. And that is where Manscaped can help. It may be a scorcher out there, but it's time to bundle up in here. With Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Inside this package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, a.k.a. the GOAT of ball trimmers. Go! Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold on to your goodies. Their fourth generation Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunctional on-off switch that can engage a travel lock, and gives you the ability to turn the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too? In the shower or in the wild, and from your chest pubes all the way down to your ball fro, the Lawnmower 4.0 is the best trimmer for you. Want to take your grooming game even further to the next level? The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker to chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and ears. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin technology which helps prevent nicks snags and tugs in those delicate holes 
Not those delicate holes, you sickos. Your ear and nose holes. Uh, once you're done grooming, you seal the deal with Manscaped's delightfully scented liquid formulations. Before heading outside, use Crop Preserver Bowl Deodorant to keep you on your game in the heat. Then, after trimming the lawn and whacking your weeds, give your beach balls a boost with Crop Reviver. There are few things as refreshing as a little spritz from the Crop Reviver. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers, and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort in boxers to another level and get 20% off and free shipping with the code LASERTIME at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code LASERTIME, one word, LASERTIME at manscaped.com. Escape the shrubs and the weeds this summer and shine with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. And we're back to talk about what? Back How I want what? a death loop to be bad so I could call it leth poop in the subhead. <laughs> it went with left poop instead of meth poop? Meth poop. God damn, it's running. <laughs> I can it's imagine. Running. Anyway, um, yes, time loop games starting with... Number five. Okay, it's just one day with the family. Just nod your head and fake a smile and try not to punch any walls. You'll be out of here in no time. That is the character's cell phone binging. We are not that unprofessional to let those sounds in. Uh, uh, Phil? Don't Phil for all Myers' the shows the son? Is that well, you? I, I think... Phil knows Ned Ned the head. Is, 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 is I think Sonny scene... Bono and Cher the only returning cast members to this game? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> well, this is this is obviously not Stephen Tobolowsky. Phil? Phil Jr.? I oh thought my God. that was you. Well, hot dog! Ned? Ned Ryerson? Bing! Oh, sure as heck, fire. Great to have you back in Punxsutawney for this memorial. This is going to be just amazing. Am I right or am I right? Or am I right? Right, right, right. Feels right. like I never left, Ned. And I mean that in the most horrible, kill me now kind of way. Bing! There's that classic Connors dry wit. Uh, so this is Groundhog Day like father like son. I hate Lorenzo music. Who was that? <laughs> this, <laughs> I don't know. I, doesn't that sound like a Telltale version of Groundhog Day or like Kinda, a LucasArts yeah. version? Yeah, that's actually a pretty... I, I was going to say like a made-for-TV sequel with entirely new actors playing the same yeah, characters. Groundhog Day T-O-O. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Something direct to Disney+. Plus. Sure. Sure, exactly. But this is this is a PSVR game by... Right. And I think it might be on other platforms. I'm not sure. By Tequila Works, who... Previously did another time loop game that uh, we covered in our previous list, which was the Sexy Brutale. Oh, yeah. And this is uh, obviously a very different kind of game in that uh, you are just being pulled through these different scenes. The, the whole thing is that Phil Connors Jr., who is a smarmy internet influencer, has to go back home to Punxsutawney for the unveiling of his father's memorial. And, of course, this is following the the timeline in which uh, Phil Connors became sort a Buddha-like figure. And in a, Puxatani. In Puxatani, yeah. And a crazy. Uh, like, just a towering pillar of the community. And so everybody, like, the whole town's turning out to see the memorial, and it's, like, a big deal. And you absolutely do not want to be there. You hate everyone there. The rest of your family are a bunch of idiots. And you give a speech and you fuck it up 
and you alienate everybody around you and then you go to bed and ready to leave the next day and uh, you wake up and it's the same day and like, ah, oh, fuck, now what do I do? And so you have to go through each scene and try to figure out like, okay, what wow. needs to happen here? Uh, okay, this, this character is upset because she's uh, a vegan and she's been served bacon and eggs by her dad who doesn't really care. And now she's upset and she went and got the car and smashed it through the wall. So Don't I have, drive angry. Yeah, I have to stop Don't. that from happening by getting like a few lettuce leaves and a carrot and turning that into a smoothie for her. And now there's something else that needs to happen. And uh, after, you know, you you can try to just make everything right. You can try to talk to the people around you and convince them that you're in a, a time loop. But, you know, that can yield varying results. How did you know? I told you, Mom. I have lived this day before this again and again. And Every day it's exactly the same. My goodness. Does that mean it was real? Your father's stories? I thought they were just fables. You mean this is what happened to Dad? Sophie, go tell oh the twins. Oh my to God. Okay. This was his big secret? Okay, I'm not I never really believed any of it. Yeah, that's that's your brother who's yammering away in the background. Channeling Trent Reznor. Every day is exactly the same. <laughs> but was what? that supposed to be Andy McDowell? I guess, yeah. He's so, so cute. So the, the issue I have with this game, other than it was just in VR, and I don't think a lot of people got to play it, uh, the other issue, I guess, is like playing Phil's son versus Phil. But in the actual movie, Phil Connors had literally, it was like, 33 years and 350 days. He was there for 34 so. years. Is that I'm what guessing they said? You don't I, th- I thought do it was something like a, thou- a couple thousand years. No, Palm Springs, I think they confirmed it. Andy Samberg does that for a thousand years. Yeah, no, th- but this one I Groundhog just... Day. This is an internet search. It says Phil did it for 12,395 days. Oh, days. So, okay. So it's 33 and almost 34 years. But wow. still, you know what I'm saying? Like in a video game, I... I want to spend 40 hours tops, man. I don't want to spend 12,000 <laughs> I do not want to spend 40 well, hours in the VR. The good news it, is it, you don't have to go that long because it's a video game, and obviously they're not going to give you 12,000 days to play around with. It is one of those things Sorry, where, wait, wait, wait. I think this might only be PSVR because this hmm. is a Sony movie. Oh, oh maybe. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, this is a Sony film published by Sony, but not PlayStation, Sony Pictures. Mm-hmm. Right. Back cool. when it was something before it was Sony, right? Yeah. It was like... Columbia. Columbia. The original Groundhog Day does predate PlayStation, I'm pretty sure. Barely. Like two years. I feel like also the timeline doesn't quite line up. It's like, really? Since 1994? Something like that. 93. 93, yeah. Mm -hmm. So since this happened in 1993, like he's he's had two kids, one of whom appears to be in his 30s. (laughs) (laughs) And and died. I I think there's, there's a... Well, that's what I'm wondering because there, there's a certain paradox in the Groundhog Day movie and it's towards the end of the film where like he has this perfect day and solves everybody's problems. Mm-hmm. Can you do all that in a run of the Groundhog Day game? Can you I think the, tackle everything? The goal is eventually to do that. Yeah. So like, you know, for instance, in the, there's I didn't I didn't play more than a few hours of it, but there is a scene of like you're in the kitchen and there's a cascade of problems that can go in different directions. Like, for example, 
One of the kids playing outside throws something that crashes through the window, and now there's glass all over the floor, and your mom's in a bad mood, and she blames the whole thing on your niece, because your niece was arguing with her dad, your brother, and wouldn't go outside to call the kids in, and then the cat knocks over a goldfish bowl, and so now there's a Paul over everybody as they go to the memorial thing so you know like the next morning oh i have to open this up so that whatever that kid throws will just harmlessly go through the window and not break the glass but then other problems happen and so you have to try to solve everyone's problems within the scene and uh you know they they do give you some freedom to just sort of experiment and say like well i don't want to do any of that stuff i want to talk to this character over here or i want to sit i want to sit across from ned ryerson in the diner and talk to him and while i'm talking to him i'm going to eat his food i I want (laughs) to but what can i seduce renee and make her call me bronco (laughs) (laughs) i I don't know come on it's in in all the time loop movies starring a man seduction is in there Hmm. how long how many days does this take i don't know well the, the the thing is also like you have your girlfriend that calls over the phone and she's furious with you. And so like over the next several loops, you try to figure out, like get her to tell you enough to figure out why she's furious. So like the next day you can just immediately apologize for it. Sounds like purgatory, (laughs) but you know, I I think if nothing else, this game, you could say whatever you want about the quality of it as it relates to some of the other games on this list. But I think it is the trope namer. These are more groundhog day games and they made a groundhog day game. So, uh, yeah, thanks for doing that, Tequila Works. That exists now. <laughs> Hope it worked out for you financially. I mean, if, I had, if I had to guess, this, this probably was broached by Sony itself. That's why they – I, I don't know of them publishing other games like this. Seriously, the logo – well, maybe it's just on this YouTube channel. But it, it's uh, not the PlayStation logo. It's the picture – it's the digital film logo. Right. right. It It feels like something like – the creator of Leisure Suit Larry would randomly get the license to and put out a game for it. Just, it felt like it's such a weird release. We're like, wait, where did this come from? Like Groundhog Day? Like, I think when we were covering it, it was like, it just popped up in a PlayStation of like showcase event. We're like, oh, sure. I guess that's coming, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to get all the, the, all the teenagers excited. They love Groundhog Day. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding, but they should because it is, you ready for this? Bill Murray's best movie. Boom. Perfect Damn. film. Perfect yeah. film. Yeah, yeah, no. Rushmore is great, but he Bill Murray is in every single second of this film. Except yeah, he's, when he's, he's not in Rushmore that much. It's, um, this, this is his movie for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's fantastic. No, I, I don't disagree. You're not wrong. But um, best, best Harold Ramis movie, best Bill Murray. Movie. Sadly, I mean, he is not in. Oh, a sing- this is Scrooge though. Oh, he is shit. not in a single second of the game. Unfortunately, oh, you don't <laughs> of say. Not. Yeah, of obviously. But anyway, let's move along to number four. What is this? Oh, no. Matt should uh, like this genre. Is this Minute? This is Minute, a fun little Zelda-like where your character, who's this weird duck-looking thing, leaves his <laughs> placid farmhouse one morning, finds a cursed sword on the beach, and picks it up. And now he is cursed to live 60 seconds at a time, after which he will die and then wake up back in his house or at whatever place he saved at previously. Right, which must be really weird for the people that knew he was supposed to be in his house. Like, wait, mm-hmm. where, where'd he go? Yeah. Now, and they literally mean 60 seconds in this game. That's the beauty of it. It's not like video game minute. It's like, no, it takes a minute. Like yeah, every, every minute. run is There's a minute. A, there is a counter on screen letting you know exactly how much time you have. And then when it gets close to zero, you get to hear...
move your ass noises. Oh, sure, yeah. Ha- having just finished a round of Overcooked uh, today, yeah, I know all about those noises. <laughs> the beauty of this game is that, like, it takes... So it, it is based largely on those old Zelda games, right? And mm-hmm. I think, you know, part of the charm of Zelda, the original Zelda, was, like, a lot of it... You know, we were kids. There was no internet. It was... You go to the schoolyard. It was all about experimentation and asking your buddies, like, well, what did you find in the game, right? So it takes that premise of Zelda, like, exploration and discovery... And uses that in the puzzles in this game to say, okay, well, as long as you imagine you gathered that piece of info from your buddy at the schoolyard and brought that back and then use that to solve a puzzle, you're kind of doing that as you play through the progressive runs. Like, oh, I have more info now. I know exactly where I need to go to progress or get to the next save point or whatever like that. So it's like, again, like we talk about sometimes these games feel like they're wasting our time. I never felt like that with Minute. If anything, it was like I sometimes had choice too much choice of like, well, which problem do i solve today first because i kind of have two clues that i got in my last few runs you know Mm -hmm. yeah and and i think we debate a little bit about like is this really a time loop game and playing it a bit like i think think arguably it doesn't make a difference because (laughs) like everything does sort of reset when you die but um more importantly the characters are almost completely static like they rarely change what they're doing depending on what you do so yeah yeah, and so that I think that's that's the thing is yeah to them every day is the same, but that's why I think it does qualify. It's 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 a great example, and it's fun, and it's a good game. We like yeah. getting good games on these lists. It's it's very good game, and you'd be surprised how much you can accomplish in sixty seconds. And what I didn't know is that I thought I'd finished the game. I had not finished the game because to truly finish it, you have to do yeah, a second run, and the second run it gives you the broken sword from the end of the game. And now you only have 40 seconds on the clock and one hit point. Whoa. And uh, so good luck finishing that shit, buddy. I, it, it is one of the... I Googled it before we started, and it, it is the second link. Like, this is something people have been trying to tackle for a while. Mm-hmm. New Game Plus in a minute. Yeah. I didn't know it existed, because I... Yeah, this war sort of thing with me as well. <laughs> this I mean, one is on just, Game Pass, by the way, so oh, check nice. it out. Yeah. Yeah. And it has apparently a, a, a racing game <laughs> that oh, yeah. you can buy for three bucks for charity. Neat. Forever. Yeah, it, it is. It, I, I wouldn't say it like it wore out its welcome necessarily. I think it was short enough that it never really got to that point. But like you know, once I finished it, it's like yeah, no, I don't really need to go back and play I, that anymore. I think it also made me feel stupid. Oh. Thank you. Poor Quissy. It happens all the time when you're stupid <laughs> and drunk. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So, Minute, um, I, we've probably already talked more than several minutes about it. So, uh, let's oh. move along to... Number three. Twenty-two complete strangers brought together by the fates, living and working together in our own little paradise. And in all that time, not a single sin has been committed. No fights, no theft, nothing. Have you ever witnessed something so extraordinary as a city without sin? Uh, This is one, I don't know if either of you guys have had a chance to check it out. No, but everyone is talking about it like Game of the Year type material, so I want to hear more about The Forgotten City. The Forgotten Uh, City, yes. Uh, It started life as a Skyrim mod, and boy does it ever show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did you? I thought you said Oblivion mod. Even. That's what I. That's what I thought. I was wrong. It was a Skyrim. Okay, it mod. is Skyrim. Okay. But the conceit of the Forgotten City, the standalone game, is that you are a person from the modern day. You wake up on on the shore of a river, and this strange woman is saying, "Like, 
hey, I pulled you out of the water along with this other guy, and he went into these ruins ahead of you. Maybe can you go in and bring him back? And so you go in and you explore these ruins. And I'm, I'm going to try to say as little as possible about the setup of the Forgotten City, because I, I just think it's best to go in as blind as possible. But if you're the type who goes into games like this and you consider any story detail to be a spoiler, you feel free to skip ahead to the 34 minute mark. Loud and clear. Yeah. So anyway, Loud and clear. <laughs> yeah. Chris just doesn't want to participate. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> right, I don't care. All right, all right. Thank you. So you, you go into these ruins and you immediately fall down a trap door into some decaying baths. And it's this weird, dark, ruined underground city that is full of golden statues that all just kind of seem to turn their heads and look at you when you're not looking at them. Yeah. And you eventually find a golden corpse that appears to be an old man wearing modern clothes and next to it you find a stone slab on which are written words that are conveniently read aloud to you by the game. There is no way back. And here there are only two options. Death or that godforsaken doorway into the past. I made the mistake of stepping through it. I wanted to set things right. And I tried. I really tried. Whatever I did, it took me right back to the beginning. Don't make the same mistake. Better to end it all now. We'll find out what awaits you beyond that portal. So, no low times. Look on my works, ye mighty, and despair. <laughs> yeah, my works are this ruined city full of gold corpses. So you you find out you're you're so you get blasted a couple thousand years into the past. It's about AD or CE 65 and it's this Roman city with about 22 people in it and it is under a curse where if one person sins everybody dies Whoa. and I remember when I first saw stuff something about this like I saw that and I thought like oh is this some weird Christian game pass I'm like no 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 it's it's Sounds like something a drill sergeant would do in the Marines. <laughs> yeah, it's, I see any it's, of you pukes. It's <laughs> the, whole, the whole point of Christianity is to get forgiven for your yeah. sins, not to never do them. But Michael. it's it's all about collective punishment and also very centered around well one specific rule. And this is the other reason I thought like, is this a Christian game? What is this? No talking about Fight Club. Most folks seem a bit confused when they get here, but you you seem very lost and in more ways than one. So let me make this nice and simple for you. Live by our law here and we'll all get along just fine. Not laws, law. There's just one, the golden rule. And the punishment for breaking it's, well, it's kind of horrific. So it's the golden rule and it's literally the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And it's actually more of a philosophical exploration of what that means and how that could mean different things to different people and be enforced differently accordingly. And a game where I can blow everybody. <laughs> Sadly, no. Oh, you can't blow on. anyone. Uh, <laughs> not even <laughs> one person. But you can commit murder. Oh, I, I've seen Skyrim mods where you can't, Michael. It's, yeah, it's I, know. I know. I know. It's <laughs> almost like taking an arrow in the knee. It's not mm -hmm. that bad. <laughs> well, if you make someone else take an arrow in the knee, uh, you'll get to hear this. <laughs> the many shall suffer for the sins of the one. 
And then bad things start happening and you'll have like a couple minutes to sprint back to the time portal you came out of uh, so you can go back to the start of the day. That guy's like the opposite of Spock. Mm, Like the minis shall suffer because the sins. Anyway, yes. But that's paying for it. You eat it. That's the whole thing. So this city is is under this curse and somebody is going to sin today. That's why you've been brought in. So you have to figure out who it is and how to stop it from happening and eventually maybe get to the bottom of what's going on and and try to fix it. But uh, I, I played through this over the, the last weekend and it's like, yeah, this is really good, actually. Um, if yeah. you like investigation games, it's a lot of fun. Um, if you like, uh, you know, historical games or, you know, visiting ancient Rome, it's like, it's really cool. And then there's like some unexpected fantasy elements that I just spoiled by saying that they were unexpected. (laughs) (laughs) I usually forget what we said at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. Let's do this. You know, I'm, I'm holding out for the conservative version of this game where you're just trying to prevent someone from getting the vaccine. And then you're trying to get to the bottom of that Q conspiracy. Mm -hmm. I can't wait. That's yeah. the that's the best mod. Yeah. My word, are those horse tranquil, <laughs> horsey wormers? If only ketamine was being used to treat oh. it, man. Um, but the stuff that will happen, like sometimes it's oh, this person is going to attack this other person. You need to stop it. Uh, but also like this person's being poisoned, and this other person refuses to uh, give them the antidote and, unless they pay some really exorbitant price, and yet nobody's being punished. How does this not violate the law? And why is everything not going to hell because of this person? Like, you find out, like, oh, okay. Yeah. That, that's yeah, all part say, of it. Yeah. The person poisoning the other person's sin, the other person bribing them, there's a lot of sin going on there. Yeah, man. there's a lot of sin going on. But you, you find out only a couple sins really matter even though the local magistrate is like oh we forbid blasphemy and all these ridiculous roman laws that seem absolutely barbaric now oh this is modern day evangelicalism then only certain sins matter i got Mm -hmm. you (laughs) and don't ever sin unless you host a reality show then adulter away Mm -hmm. don't don't pay any attention to those passages of the bible those aren't the good passages i'm only going to use the ones that prove my point for Mm -hmm. me yeah. <laughs> but I, I enjoyed this a lot. Again, I would say more, but I really don't want to spoil it. Maybe if you guys play it, we'll do a spoiler I, this cast is, this about is, it. I think, some of the better reviews of, of anything we talked about thus far. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've heard it described as like, um, it's. I mean, it's not the same game, but like it has some Oberdin vibes, or it was giving people Oberdin vibes just because yeah. you're trying to... Well, I think I think it's because I told you this might be this year's Obra Day. Okay, that's probably that's probably <laughs> what I'm remembering. But man, it, I need yeah. I need to play it. The How whole... come it's it's twenty four it's twenty five on PC and thirty on console, and that just it? steams my hot. I don't know. Maybe yeah, maybe you should steam it some more. Yeah, that's true. But anyway, yeah, it's real good. Y'all should play it, but y'all should also play this number two. But only if you own a PS five. Scatlog, Atropos. I have found a deceased Astro Scout here. Checking identification on a helmet. It's... It's me! Ah! My sidearm. Continuing towards the signal's origin. So this is, of course, Returnal. Yes. P- and and not thinking, thinking about it like, hey... 
two time loop games this year were PS5 exclusive. Right. Returnal right. and Deathloop. And AAA. Like this is, it. you know, Chris was talking about like, right. hey, can, can AAA games pull this off a bit better? And I think Returnal surprised a lot of people because of how successful it was at, at pulling off what it did. You know, like it, it definitely hooked me for a little while until I, I had my one complaint I have about this game is that like we were talking earlier about like, if you're going to do time loops, you, the player should feel progress and, and like they didn't waste runs. And because of the procedural generation of this game, there were runs that I felt like were completely wasted. Like I didn't learn anything. I didn't get mm-hmm. more powerful. It just was a complete waste of my time, which Bob yeah, Odenkirk would have loved. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, like it, it is a time looping roguelite Metroidvania, which yeah, is a very interesting uh, uh, combination. And like I, I think it does sort of like speaking of Metroid, like. It does that very sort of dreary sci-fi alien-inspired horror very well in that, like, you know, maybe you're not, like, constantly running scared of all the monsters you'll meet, but, like, there's something very grim about your surroundings, and there's almost a bleakness to that cycle of repetition, which uh, the main character will comment on in audio logs that you find left behind by other iterations of that same character. I have interacted with other versions of myself. But I worry one day I will re-experience these same interactions from their perspectives. But are they truly me? Or just hollowed corpses? This may be the face of things to come. Yeah, it's it's a very yeah. trippy game. This woman's caught in this bizarre time loop and trying to escape and she keeps like stumbling across this farmhouse with an astronaut in it that may or may not be a hallucination. And well, it's also like there's two mysteries going on. So yeah, you, you, you encounter versions of your dead body and you're trying mm-hmm. to figure out like how, okay, how come I'm stuck in this loop? But then there's the secondary mystery of an entire alien race like disappeared and you're trying to kind of discover what happened to them as well. Cause your guess is that whatever was affecting them was affecting you, you know? And yeah. so you're, you're trying to uncover that as a mystery. My, I didn't get so far. I think I made it to the third, my, either the second or the third biome. And then it was just, like I said, I just kept hitting a wall like, hey, I'm not making any progress. So, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it's, it's one of those, like, I kind of do want to go back to it and try to finish it just because it, it, uh, it's might, a, you might as well. You're one of the few people who can play this $70 game. Well, because <laughs> that's the thing. It's a, it's a housemark game and housemark are really good at gameplay. Like that's always been like their hallmark of games. And like the, the comments of feels really good in this game. Like there's something about the dash and stuff. Like it's, it's a really good feeling game, but then also like it's got this cool story and mystery layered on top of it. So hmm. I'll, I gotta go back and, you know. Yeah. Also, one of the only uh, games that I've played that's a roguelite where the main character will comment on how weird it is that the landscape keeps reshaping itself. The environment is changing. Could the forest be adapting? Yeah, the forest and the desert and the other biomes. Yeah. It just happens to be adapting in certain tile patterns that keep repeating themselves. (laughs) It's so weird. Yeah, bizarre. But if you want to place the stays consistent and yet uh, has plenty to discover you want to play
Uh, what is that? The banjo alone should tip you. Yeah, I was off. gonna say you got to pick up that banjo. That's the best part. That is oh, the I, I know the band is. from Outer Wilds. Outer Wilds. Yes. Uh, Outer. The best time loop game I've ever played, and even I hit a wall with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing this again. Well, I, I actually like. I, I was wrong in saying that it's consistent because the whole point of the game. I read that the developers wanted to be able to change the landscape over time. And that, like, a lot of the puzzles would be driven by that. But they would hit a wall where it's like, well, now players have missed stuff because of the changes to the environment. So we introduced the time loop feature, and then everything resets every 22 minutes. And you can just stake out a single world and watch how it changes and use those changes to your advantage. Yeah, the best example of that is there's those two planets that are kind of like an hourglass where they're just mm-hmm. constantly pouring sand back and forth. And I think actually per cycle, it does it twice. It comes all the way from one planet to the other and then goes all the way back. So you I, kind of have two chances for a lot of the puzzles. I, I there. think it might just be one. Like is it, it just it, one. It is one planet completely empties onto the okay. other planet. Yeah. So like, okay. But then like, yeah, it's just like, so that depending on how much sand has poured places, I won't spoil too much, but it's like either entryways might, be accessible or inaccessible or maybe the sand will lift you up to high places that you couldn't Mm -hmm. get before and there's at one point i think don't you have to like get in the sand to be taken to the other world like you you know if you don't want to hop in your spaceship and fly back and forth because they're really close to each other they're like a football field length away from each other in space yeah i I think you might have to like there's a special thing that you can activate that'll teleport you onto the surface of the other planet right but why do that when you've got your janky ass little lunar lander Blasting off in that game was always such a great feeling. If yeah, if you haven't played Outer Wilds, it is a very shame, shame, shame. Yeah. yes. Yeah. I think it's it's one of how many. I was going to describe the game. But two or ahead. three of these games are on on Game Pass, so like yeah. there's almost no excuses. Yeah, yeah. I, I was wrong about Minute, by the way, not on Game Pass. It oh, was boo. it left. It was in left. Oh, I hate that. Sad. Yeah. But Outer Outer Wilds is like the the entire solar system in Outer Wilds is like about like. I think 22 kilometers across, something like it's, that. It's beautiful. It's like a fair fairground that is a solar system. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to put it, actually. Yeah, it's awesome. And and yeah, you, you live on a little planet with low gravity, with inhabitants that live in like wooden huts, but have somehow developed a space program. And you fly out into the cosmos in your little wooden spaceship and jink your way to the moon and to different planets. And each of these planets is like a puzzle box. Like, each of them have self-contained puzzles that you need to explore and, like, really, really search all through them to to understand and unlock. And your time for doing this is a little bit limited, though, because every 22 minutes, you will hear this music. It's a little bit like minutes hurry up music. It's like saying, hey, one minute warning. It, it is, but like, thankfully, not as like, Mario, you have a hundred seconds left. What does a hundred seconds mean? <laughs> like, it's it's a, it's not a hurry up thing. It's just like, yeah, get, it's another. And then the music gets fast. That'd I, be I, interesting. But I kind of wish this was my ringtone yeah. just because like, it's like it's telling you wake up, get done, wrap it up. Yeah, but it's. 
comforting. But it puts you it, to it's sleep. Part of, I mean, it, I know when Michael and I play these games, like I think that probably put me to sleep more than one time. <laughs> like it's I mean, so soothing. I, technically, I might say I have already spoiled it by saying what that is because the first few loops I did not even realize were loops. Right. Like they, this music would play, and I, I thought it was like the exploration had just gotten good. Like this is my in the zone music that's playing, right? Like right. The, the, it's, oh, right. it's, I've discovered I've hit a crescendo moment. Yeah. And, and the mm. music is complimenting that. And what's this blue shit? Where did it come from? <laughs> Why did yeah. it kill me? And how do I avoid it? Oh, you went in truly blind. I'm jealous I of you. Cause I, I, I had, I'd went in like people had been talking about the game. So I knew it was based on loops, but fuck, I wish that would have been excellent. Like to not know what signals a loop and just be completely mm. surprised. You, you thought you were getting rewarded yeah. like a fucking <laughs> Zelda chest tone. And it was like, no, dude. Ah, but the moral of the story is never listen to our show. <laughs> we will spoil things. But this game, oh, I don't, really. well, okay, I will give one warning about this game is, like, don't use a guide. I feel so bad. Mm. There was one puzzle that I just got stuck on that I, tr I went online and I used a guide. And I'm like, fuck, man. Because once you get through that game, like, you, you can never truly experience it the first time and mm. and the reason i say don't use guides is like it's it's meant to be about discovery in these environments and like once you do figure that stuff out you're like oh yeah it's so obvious it was staring me right in the face but like mm. yeah just i it's it's uh, not how, a very how can you long play this experience. game again without going right to the end um kind of thing yeah it's it's not a long experience so just like take it and you will figure it out but yeah don't don't cheat yourself by uh, I, by I, trying to look up solutions i think i went to guides for a couple of things and as i remember like I didn't feel that bad because it's just like, well, how would I have ever figured that out on my own? Come on. Yeah. Yeah, that's but, true. I mean, there, there's, there's, there's definitely some like cryptic puzzles in there, mm -hmm. but again, most of the solutions, like once you figure it out, you're like, ah, I was just being an idiot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And th those are the ones that I always feel bad about, but you know, there's no shame in looking up a guide every so often. That's what they're for. I, well, I think what it is, them. is we were talking about it for like game of the year stuff. And I was like, shit, I better finish this. So I like, had to plow through in a day or something. But, oh, damn. But it's, it's a, yeah, it's, it's such a great game. It doesn't take very long to play or be, you know, I think 20 hours tops probably to figure out mm -hmm. the whole thing, but it's, yeah. there's nothing else like it. And, and if I'm you glad. know what you're doing, you can finish it in about 20 minutes, I think. Oh, oh yeah. You can, you can go right to the end. It's, it's a few minutes, but there's, there's truly nothing else. Even I'm looking at our list. There's nothing else like Outer Wilds yet. It's, and I'm glad I, that no one else has tried to copy them. I'm like, no, nah, it's, it deserves to be its own even type of time loop game. And I, I also want to see more cosmic exploration games like that, where you're going from planet to planet, because so far as I know, we've just got that and Starlink. Like, I want more open mm. solar systems. Uh, I mean, Mass Effect was pretty fun. You could go mine those planets for mm -hmm. all that gas and stuff. Yeah, but you couldn't, you know, take off from one planet in real time and fly to another one. And Oh, well, No Man's Sky, but come on. That's, no, uh... that's okay. That's true. Okay, we got three, three games like that now. All right. Right. No more. That's the, that's it. That's all you need, baby. Might be another one coming soon. Who knows? Anyway, that has been our top five. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Um, we might revisit this one in the future. Who knows? Oh, Depending look at on them. the one, the one thing we can revisit on this fucking show. <laughs> I want to do best Mario game since we started the show. I'm just, I don't care. <laughs> there have been like three Mario games since we best started. Best RPGs show. of all time. I would like to personally apologize to Tony Wilson for Loop Hero not making the list. It mm. is. One of the well, best we argued the about that You're one right. too. And, uh, yeah, it, I just like I know technically people are like, oh, it is a loop game, and I'm like, it doesn't feel like it because I I I feel like at least in my village, like the NPCs sort of know what's going on as I'm building out the village. 
the loops themselves, sure, I guess you're just going around a loop. But, yeah. but like, I apparently mean, online it is technically a loop. Yeah, and looked at the Steam uh, marketing copy and it, it alternately calls it a timeless loop and a time loop. But timeless loop somehow seems more like a a, a better descriptor because it, like it's it's like the nothing attacked and you're just sort of trying to reassemble reality from fragments. Yeah, well, basically, yes. But it's also, I think the reason they say that is because it is a roguelike in that like once you die, you know, you can get killed by like a final boss in a level or whatever. Like you do have to restart your progress from that first level and, and go back. And the boss, you know, may or may, I don't think the bosses remember that they fought you before, but you remember. Mm. So yeah, I guess technically it counts, but to me, it just felt like a, pretty much a regular roguelike. It was like, yeah, it doesn't feel time loopy, but I had to throw it out there because Tony Wilson would slap my hand and go, it's one of the best games of the year. What are you doing? Tony Wilson, a framework? That's the guy. <laughs> All right. Well, that has been our top five again. And then, oh, we're going to take a little break. Uh, the, the time loop fun isn't over yet, though, because we're going to talk what? about Deathloop when we come oh, yeah. back. And a bunch of other new releases. It's actually been a pretty big week for new yeah. releases. We'll get into as many of them as we can right after this. So stay tuned. Time loop. When there's really four But time travel's no joke I once took a friend We disrupted his past And he came back as twins Let's get scratching Do you like Video Game Apocalypse in 302010? Well, the LaserTime Patreon has figured out a way to combine the two over at patreon.com slash lasertime. We've taken a month's worth of 302010's games from 3020 and 10 years ago and grabbed the hosts Michael Raparez and Matthew Allen from Video Game Apocalypse. And with our combined three decades plus in the games industry, we found a great way to take a deep dive into the biggest gaming anniversaries of the month. Here's a recent sample. And then my absolute favorite thing I'd never heard of until Michael put it in this doc. The Flintstones colon Burger Time and Bedrock. I wanted to find more trademark screens, but this is very much the arcade classic Burger Time. Yep. Done with me, your pal Fred. And he beats up, he beats up like the Great Gazoo as if he's an enemy. But it is like a, a much slower Burger Time with a story. You know what they don't have? What they didn't shell out for? The Flintstones theme. But the Flintstones theme they came up with for Flintstones Burger Time in Bedrock is one of the most sublime and melancholy things I've ever heard. It's there, yeah, this yeah. is a, this is sadder. Like <laughs> like if Wilma leaves Fred, this is what this is what he's driving through with him in the middle of the movie. He's driving through the, the rain. Flintstones meet the Flintstones. <laughs> that is like. Am I really not attentive enough for Wilma? I'm too old to move on. <laughs> So, in addition to weekly bonus shows, over 100 movie commentaries, exclusive specials, you can get the 302010 Video Games Edition, celebrating a month of important gaming milestones every single month at patreon.com slash lasertime in exchange for just five bucks. And you'll support all of the Lasertime shows, including Video Game Apocalypse, right guys? Yay! And 
welcome back to our final segment where we won't waste any time making stupid jokes before I hit this button and we play the song. Holy shit, there's a lot to get through. Do it again. Loop it. Loop Loop it, man. Play the noise again. Yeah, what if you played it this time a little differently? Oh, oh, what if what if I could maybe adjust the pitch or something? Let's see what happens when I do this. (laughs) (laughs) That was too high. How about this? There we go. Oh, now you've done it. Perf- we're all I've dead. achieved the we're, perfect loop. There we go. We're being, I, the I'm told loop. we're being sued by Ross Bagdasarian. <laughs> <laughs> Came back from the grave just to sue us. Junior, I should have clarified. I knew Michael would call me on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but yeah, like I love when Michael says our final segment, and it's like, is a, it's almost over, guys. Like, no, it isn't. No, the most meandering, drunk segment. Well, final segment because technically we have three. I always count the first and second ones as it's just the intro and the top five. I know. Yeah, I got you. Uh, but Death, uh, Loop. Death Loop, man, I dude, I want to hear all about this. I, guess why? Because I couldn't get a fucking copy because I mm-hmm. followed Chris's advice and went, oh, I'm going to buy physical this time. And guess why I don't buy physical anymore? You got to go get you have it. To deal with the bullshit when people run out of copies. Yeah. Fuck. No, I, I buy digital and I get it at 9 p.m. The, the day before it comes out. And not to pull a Jerry Seinfeld, but I pre-ordered the game. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you got the important part of the pre-order. You took my money, but you didn't keep the game. My advice is not physical. You go to Walmart, you save $10, and you steal 900 things on the way out. I've told, I've been very clear about this. Do not go to Walmart unless you're stealing something. They're a terrible. That sounds company. more like a George scheme. Yeah. <laughs> so, Deathloop is, is great. I did not know what to make of it at first. And to be honest, it took me maybe a couple of hours before I really hit a good rhythm and knew what I was doing. And. Uh, but the more that I play this game, the more it reveals itself to me and the more I love it. Um, yeah. it so you are an, an amnesiac character named Colt who is apparently at the mercy of or possibly part of some cult that has taken over this island and is dedicated to achieving immortality by living within time loop. And... Um, it quickly becomes apparent, like in the first hour or two of gameplay, that you and this assassin named Juliana are the only ones who are actually aware of the loop. Everyone else thinks that they are starting like a week-long loop or something like that, but really it's just the same day over and over and over again. Um, and so you can learn things. Uh, your targets cannot, and the idea is... That there are these eight people called visionaries that are on the island right. who together hold the key to keeping this time loop going. And if you can kill all of them in a single day, then you can end the loop. And this is actually a lot more complicated than it sounds because each day is split into four chunks. There's morning, noon, afternoon, and evening. And there are four areas that you can explore. Please, it's fourth meal. Fourth meal. <laughs> and uh, you, um, the, these people move around and are in different places during the day. So ideally, you need to figure out like where two or more of them meet up at a single time so that you can be there and schedule your time. And, and a big part of the game is just figuring out, like, okay, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna track this person down. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna go to where I know they are, and then I'm gonna get like an objective marker. I'm gonna find my way to them and kill them just as an experiment, basically to right. see like, all right, how would I do this normally? It yeah. feels like how I tackle Far Cry outposts, but like hmm. times eight. Yes, so we should yeah. we should remind people this is Arcane, the folks behind like Dishonored. Oh, yeah. And the, the Bethesda Swang Song on PlayStation. You know, what they do mm-hmm. is immersive sims where the worlds play out like clockwork. You know, like this is what they do, but this is the first time they've let you replay that clockwork over and over in a short span, right? Like, because one of my complaints of arcane games, and it's a me problem, not a them problem. A, the immersive sim thing gives you, like, kind of too much choice. Like, well, what do I do? Do I do a stealth run? Do I do a kill run in Dishonored? Which powers do I use? Which guy do I go after first? Oh, shoot, what do I... Whereas, like, in this game, the way I've heard it described is, like, yeah, you're they, they encourage you to experiment, and tr- you get to try different things mm-hmm. over and over, versus Dishonored, you have to go through an entire playthrough and then maybe try different stuff the next time, whatever, versus, like, this is, like, no, it's... You, you don't feel like you're missing out on as much because you know you're going to be replaying that very shortly. So, yeah. so does there's eight people to assassinate and you do it in one run. Do they all when you eventually I'm, I'm assuming you don't know where they are off the bat. But well, they, so, some of them you do because you, you are amnesiac, but you've apparently been doing this for a while. So your character has like some intel on like where they are at certain times of the day. And so, like, when you get to the level select thing, you'll see, like, there's a little portrait there. It's like, okay, I know this person is going to be there. So you go to that level, and then you'll you'll see, like, there, you can get a little objective marker of where they are, and mm. then you'll have a good idea of, like, all right, I need to head over this way. That's where I'll find them, and now I need to solve this uh, environmental puzzle to figure out how to get to them so that I can kill them. And uh, so that that is in itself is a it's a challenge, but it's a very basic challenge because you are just at this point gathering knowledge and, and killing them as part of that knowledge because they all carry these things called slabs, which are how you get your your dishonored style powers in this mm-hmm. this time around. And you can carry three of them with you at once. And you can also uh, infuse them with this special material that makes it so that they'll stick around. Uh, on subsequent loops because normally anything not infused with this material will just disappear from your inventory then the quote unquote mm-hmm. next day and uh so there there's a little bit of a roguelite aspect to it but it feels like a dishonored plus roguelite although it doesn't reshuffle the world or anything plus dark souls in that you like other players can invade your game as juliana oh, there's what? actually a second mode yeah. that you can play where you just play as this one character and invade other players games um yeah. but i think if you if you disconnect and just go offline it, it's ai i believe they still it, will invade it is your AI. World. It, and it yeah. it happens every it once should in a be while called, it should be called loki co-op <laughs> <laughs> but the yeah it happens every once in a while like that you'll your game will be quote-unquote invaded when you're in single player but you know that those julianas have been ex- extremely easy to beat at least for me so far um, but, MLG? and, and I think one of the, the best analogies that I saw was somebody saying like, it's like a Metroidvania, except instead of tools that get you access to new areas, you are after information. So you will, you will go to an area and like do some ridiculous little side quest 
And at the end of it, you'll get like a door code or something that will spare you from ever having to do that again. Mm-hmm. So, um, cool. yeah, now it's like, okay, I, I got, I got this, I know this thing about these fireworks that I found in an audio log and I, uh, got this thing that lets me access them. And so now all I have to do is sabotage them in the morning and then maybe they can take out their, their owner at night. So like that hitman aspect, you can either maybe try and figure out how to take someone out without anyone noticing or learn what taking out one per what ripple effect taking out one person is going to do on the rest of everything else. Yeah. Or, or just me- what ripple effects messing with things in the environment are going to have. Mm. But, um, intriguing. Yeah. Unlike Hitman, it doesn't really matter if people notice you or not because like you're just kind of encouraged to kill everyone as often as possible. <laughs> and, and like that is another thing that I've seen people saying that like comparing it to Dishonored's morality system. And it's just like, Oh, you don't want to get high chaos. So you don't use most of the powers and you sneak around and you play it all stealthy. But you know, I've also seen people say like, Oh, it's much more fun to go high chaos and use all these abilities. Whereas this time around, it's like, there's no morality system. Like it's just, right. you keep seeing these uh, floating words in front of you, and at one point they just says, "Kill every last one of these motherfuckers." Yeah, I, I feel like I haven't seen the time loop thing used on a, like a triple A first person shooter before, and I can see how that would be. Mm-hmm. Like I, I always talk about Far Cry's Outpost. Like, yeah, I'm an experiment. If it's not, if I don't get three fucking stars in this, I'm gonna murder myself and it's, start over. It's so weird because like I don't think. They really so like I'm learning about the game kind of for the first time what it is and and part of that is I intentionally like avoided watching trailers and stuff, but like I also feel like the marketing team on this had a really tough job like because it sounds unlike anything else out there and I can kind of see why the only thing I knew about this game like the focus of the marketing for a while was like the whole 70s motif style you mm-hmm. know like it's it's yeah. I feel like they did they purposely didn't necessarily tell everyone like here's what this game is until much later. But the yeah. the thing is like the the 70s stuff and it's it's sort of like this straddling this line between 60s and 70s. Like there are some really great environments like oh my god all this fucking ultra lounge furniture everywhere blue velvet wraparound couches next to these giant mid-century uh shelves that look really neat but um anyway it, it's if you're into to that sort of design it's pretty cool but one of the the strange things about it was is this feeling that you are just fighting a bunch of like party kid hedonists that for some reason also all carry guns and are really good with them <laughs> so it's like well why am i shooting at these people who just seem to want to party and hang out and right. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that will become plain after a while, but, uh, it is, it is a little weird. I, like, I, I don't quite feel guilty because, you know, they'll always start shooting if they see me because Colt's trying to harsh our buzz. Everybody kill him. And then there are certain things like there's a guy up on a cliff in this one area and like he'll, he'll just start like wailing on an electric guitar. And like for, for a while I was like, where is that awful noodling come from, coming from? And like tracked him down and, just like when crept up behind him and like just there's a great kick that you can do just by clicking the right stick and just kicked him and sent him flying off the cliff. It's like, oh, that was satisfying. And then coming back uh, at subsequent parts of the day, like that's another interesting thing is that there's four areas that you can explore. They're all deceptively huge. 
and they all change dramatically depending on what time of the day it is. Like there's different stuff going on. There's one area that's like in the morning, this seems like a really cool party place with like a giant club. And then you come back later in the day and it's like everything's frozen over. The club is crumbling and abandoned for some reason. And uh, it, it just it gives off a completely different vibe. But I, I could be wrong, but I got the impression that that guitar guy that I kept kicking off the cliff gets better at the the later in the day as you come by. Like, he starts out being kind of miserable, and then he's like, eh, he's pretty good. I'm still going to kick him off the cliff. But, like, like better at guitar? Yeah, exactly. Classical gas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it is it is a really, really cool game. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting half of what I wanted to say about it, but I, I am really loser so far. Yeah. Loser. I'm terrible. I'm terrible. <laughs> But I, I recommend it. Like, if, I'm still mad that you guys all get to play this and I don't yet. Yeah, so. well, someone sold their PS5. <laughs> so. For to pay my health insurance, it all was right, valid. All right, after Christmas. I'm not saying it's not. I mean, I'm and mad because I, I can't play it because it hasn't been delivered to me yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm telling you. Although I am happy, I did get to finally pop in the SS2, or sorry, the the M2 SSD. That I've had sitting around for like a couple months waiting for Sony to add support for it. You can do that you, now? You can do that now. As of today on Wednesday when we're recording this. Uh, and yeah, of course it immediately started. It was like, oh, you have all this room now. I'm going to start downloading updates for all your games. Even though you have that feature turned off. I this have no this has to be the a weird gloaty time for PC gamers with... An update almost a year later allowed you to expand the small hard drive of your PS5, mm-hmm. and you can. An update to your Switch allows you to use Bluetooth headphones, which like that's not a software thing. <laughs> like, yeah, what? that's that What's means going... it's been in there the whole time. <laughs> What's going on? It's been four years. <laughs> I think I read something that with the PS5, it might have been a heat issue that they were they needed. The, the firmware update, what it actually does is make the fans spin up louder, <laughs> or higher at least, to compensate yeah. for the extra heat that an M2 SSD generates. No, I, I, don't, I don't doubt it. And like I was reading that with the Switch Bluetooth thing, it's like, yeah, it does it, but you can only use two portable controllers on a Switch. And like, that's something I was never doing, hmm. ever. Uh, hooking. So you're saying if I want... <laughs> Want more than four Switch remotes and Bluetooth audio? I won't be able to use my Switch. That is a non-actionable scenario in my life. Mm-hmm. That is never going to happen. But I get what you're talking about because you you wanted to be this to be this portable four-player machine, and you can't emphasize Bluetooth if that inhibits that. I'm boring everyone and probably shitting on Matt's news. I'm just. I was like, did I miss all the other new releases? We're like in the middle. Oh, of Oh no, 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 no! We've got tons of new releases to talk about. So the, I want to talk about the Artful Escape. Uh, yeah. I think yeah. you guys probably played this more than I did. I played it. Some. I finished. This it. is one of the only games I've played in years in one sitting. Wow. It's yeah. It's not very long. You can get through nope. it in four hours probably. Oh, okay. um, A little longer, I, but we should yeah. we should caution listeners. It's like we say game. Uh, I'm using that very term very gameplay. loosely mm-hmm. in this thing. It's. The way I describe it to you guys is, is like, take a little bit of a Wes Anderson motif, right? Uh, and then combine it like... Uh, I, got, I got a better one. Keep okay. Going. I, I thought, like, uh, narratively, Bill and Ted meets Rick and Morty. Okay, sure. And, and then what I think a lot of people like about Sonic 
that is the gameplay of this game. Run forward and see how the world changes. Uh, I, I mean, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because it is it isn't meant to be a senior game. But to me, the way I describe it is, it's like it's a lot like Journey, right? Yep. But but just add a musical motif, like add Journey meets Ziggy Stardust is basically what this game is. Because that's, that's the whole uh, plot of this game is you're like. I so you're that, you're yeah. the nephew of a famous folk singer who you're, you're the the nephew of Bob Dylan basically basically yeah yeah they don't call him that but he's that but he he feels forced into being a folk singer but deep down inside he's like a super cosmic space rocker guy that like play plays awesome guitar riffs right mm-hmm. which one of the funnest things about this game is just holding X while you run around and just noodling on guitar but so the the whole game is about his journey to figure out like well who does he really want to be and can he. Be- Basically, you know, become the space cosmic rock dude, Ziggy Stardust, in his head or not. And it's, uh. It is delightful. I didn't know Jacob Dylan had all these feelings very deep inside <laughs> of him, because clearly. Born in, born in Calypso, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I did not want, I did not think I would like this game that much, but it was like. I know I keep saying this, but like, uh. It wasn't funny the way Psychonauts 2 is funny. But it's amusing, and I can see my. I almost wish this was a movie. If if mm. they could contain it's, this in two hours, I would watch this all the time. You know how it's I would describe this story. as like the, the complaints I usually have about visual novels. It's yeah. like there's a bunch of reading and stuff. Like this is really an interactive kind of show, like a TV show. It's yeah. more like like what I would want out of a visual novel, which is like no, it's just you're experiencing the visuals of this game, occasionally hitting a button or making a text yeah. choice. You will, you, know? you will mostly run forward and like. You have the option of making things happen while you run forward. With the and guitar thing, yeah. Six times it'll be like this weird guitar hero with a controller thing, and then never again. It's, you it's can not even guitar hero, though. It's just Simon. Well, it's literally yeah. fucking yeah. Simon. But also, you made Simon. the point, Matt, that it's, it's like uh, Night in the Woods. And it feels Thank a lot you. like That's Night what in I was the searching Woods. for. It's, it's, it's like Journey meets Night in the Woods. I, I was way less bored than I was with Night in the Woods. This side-scrolling platforming, how could you be bored by Night it's, in the Woods? It's Night Come in the Woods without, a, without as much dialogue. But yeah, even yeah. then, But, but the, even the just the look of the word balloons and the animation yeah. of the characters made me think, like, this is Night in the yeah. Woods, but realistic. Oh, the of. platforming feels like Night in the Woods. Yeah, they almost feel like paper puppets come to life, like the yeah. way they jump and stuff. Like, thank you for remembering that. Yeah, it's, it's I, Journey I would say the animation of the, the characters turn me off. And if you're like me, do not let that affect what you think the visuals are going to look like because visually it's l- unlike anything I've ever seen on the system. It's psychedelia. It's the the character the main character says it at one point he gets on the spaceship he goes this looks like a Jimi Hendrix album cover. And that that game in a lot of ways looks like several psychedelic album covers. Yep. Like think of every glow poster you've ever seen and you're going to visit those locations in this game. I thoroughly recommend this experience. It is yeah. pretty much a movie about a kid who doesn't want to live in the shadow of his dead uncle that he has ne- he's never met him uh, and his uncle's so. Bob Dylan and wants to play music and it's a well thought out story it, like I, I don't know I don't see this very often in, in games and I don't play a lot of indie games because they're fucking boring it, well this is, and this bad. is Perna, so it's sort of it's like triple I indie but one thing I was going to say I. is it's also performed well in that it's like the voice acting is great. Like I normally don't listen to voice acting in games. Like fast forward as fast as I can. But like they do, they do well in this game. And, and Carl fucking Weathers is, is yeah. in the Carl game. Carl Weathers He's is a major character. So is Jason Schwartzman, Lena Headley, yeah, Lena yes. Headey, yeah, Headey. And, and, and like I couldn't believe how how some of these people with big names they don't show up as often as you think they would. They, no. they, like 
But it's neat that this company is like, yeah, come in here and record like a couple seconds of dialogue. Give it the gravitas of a real actor. Yeah. And then bounce. And And, I love this. Yeah, Carl Weathers playing basically George Clinton. Yeah, (laughs) basically. (laughs) So cool. It's, it's like Chris said, it's though, it's, it's an experience and I, I do recommend it as well. It's only going to be a few hours. I played it in, I think, two and a half sittings or whatever. It's, I, but play, it's, I, I played it like four hours, over four hours straight. But yeah. I also, uh, I have not cared about achievements in a long time and I'm like, it's very generous with achievements. Oh, I got, you yeah, usually yeah, yeah, get yeah, a, a hundred, a hundred point drops. And then I'm like, what did I miss? And I looked it up and I'm like, all right, I'll just, I haven't yeah. gotten all the achievements in a game in like 10 years. Took all of five minutes. And, and yeah. as a musician, like, I actually love both the folk music, like that song that plays in the menu yeah. is like song of the year it's for amazing. me so far. And, it, it's, it, and I call it uh, Bill and Ted meets Rick and Morty in that, if you haven't listened to that laser time, what I love about Bill and Ted, it's, it feeds into that fantasy of 1980s teenagers, which I'm too, young to technically even be a part of I'm, we're going to write music to change the world and the, the the Bill and Ted's like yes you will you will be a god because your music will be so great we don't know what it is yet we can't show the public for three films mm-hmm. but uh, it, it also does something real cool there's there's in addition to the Simon what's my one complaint with the game I wish there was a bit more gamey gameplay like the Simon stuff I was like come on like it should have been a rhythm game in my opinion like that that's I don't I don't normally like a game with this little gameplay but I I fuck, yeah. I thought this was so pretty and well done but did you guys ever mess around there's sections where you can just freestyle the notes and there's no penalty and what I was kind of amazed at is it always sounded whatever I was playing like I would make up my own little tunes. It sounded like it belonged in that song. They changed, and I was kind of, they, they changed the orchestration to max match the gravitas of what you've just yeah, done. Yeah. And so I, there'll I be a, a greater yeah. orchestral hum when you strum a certain note. And and your guitar is is one of the best double jumps in video games ever. Oh my god! Will, and the knee slide, the knee slide down the mountains. Yeah. Forget about it. It's good. This game's dope. It's cost you nothing if you have game if you're already a Game Pass subscriber. Yeah. I had a great time with it. It's one of the best movies you'll ever see. Uh, 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 and again, Rick and Morty in that like, I love that we're finally designing aliens. Like, who gives a shit how we think these oh, things breathe and live? That by the uh, way, the, that part of the game I thought looked like Monty Python animations, yeah. right? Like, yes. it's kind of like e- even better. Yeah. Even better, but like not giving a shit. Everyone has a stupid name, but then like he has the voice of Mark Strong. Well, or it looked like um, Beatles Yellow Submarine animation. Yeah. That was what oh. a lot of that game looks like. Nah. It's it's absolutely wonderful. Uh, again, I'm not normally a, a fan of this little interactivity in the game, but it's a really good story. Like, so, I don't know who Johnny Galvatron. I looked him up. Like a <laughs> creative director Johnny Galvatron. He named himself after a Transformer. No, he's the he's the singer of the Galvatrons, oh, a yeah, band, okay. which is like again a, a Transformer. Person. Yeah, it, not it's named after Transformers, but not not. I don't know that he's made games before, but it's a, 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 a Bill and Ted meets Rick and Morty, but someone who cares about what a teenager is feeling it is easy to connect to and story-wise so like if this game was like a little shorter i think i'd watch it once a year it's glorious glorious it's really neat Um, i'm glad it exists it is also one of two games that came out this week that depict colorado as being (laughs) a, a, a land of small quaint tourist bergs where uh people just mostly Stand around staring at the beautiful mountain environment and listening to folk music. Um, I don't. I don't know where your friends are, but 
not only did a bunch of my friends migrate to Florida, uh, to, to Colorado from Florida, we're now entering in that next stage of our lives when our some people's kids grow up and they want to move there then. Colorado is the white liberals. It's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of ex-Californians moving to Colorado. Oh, yeah, sure. man. I mean, yeah, it's like, if it's really this pretty and if land is cheap, maybe. Who knows? I, I've John been there Denver a couple of times. shit, man. Yeah, I, I, remember, I just remember it snowed six inches and I didn't need to put on a sweater. I had a short sleeve shirt and like, hmm. I'm in the mountains. This is so beautiful. I could barely breathe. Yeah. This is wonderful. Well, the other one is Life is Strange True Colors. Which I played for a bit, and yes, this is Life is Strange. Uh, you're playing as a girl named Alex who comes back to live with her brother in, in a little Colorado mountain town. Uh, and her deal is that she has some sort of like empathic superpower where when other people experience intense emotions around her, she feels them too. And can feed off them or possibly uh, absorb them from, from the person and, and take them away. Um, but, yeah, it's it starts off very sort of twee and just, you know, like, hey, this is pleasant. We're, we're having charming banter. And uh, this goes on for a while as we go around and meet the townsfolk and look at this charming record store. And, oh, man, this hunky dude who works there is a park ranger. And he's friendly. He's helping me find an album for my brother. And now this guy's coming into our apartment and kicking my brother's ass. What the fuck? And then I spring into a rage and beat the shit out of him. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm sort of interested in this now. It took a while to get there. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. The problem I have with Life is Strange games is, like, I really love Life is Strange, the first one. It feels like reality TV. Like I feel like we get one of these every six months, and I just at this point can't keep up. I, with I couldn't all keep of them. up with the Life is Strange, and I love Don't Nod, and I love. Well, we got them four. every six months at first because the first game, the first two games are episodic. So. I know, I know. I just I'm baffled by this. Got the scores that that it did. It's like there's no way you sat down fresh from the rest of the Life is Strange experience. Well, I think it's, it's a new story. It. You don't have to. It is. It's all new. It. It's also really? like it's also a self-contained sixty-dollar game instead of an episodic series. Well, didn't didn't they do Tell Me Why as well? Like, which is it, like I mean, the style yeah. Of, yeah. of Life is Strange. But it's yeah. But the problem is, it's not. It's again not a them problem. It's sort of a me problem. I can kind of only do one of those types of games per year. The mostly story, very little gameplay type. Like, I'm glad they have the supernatural angle because I thought that was cool in the first Life is Strange. And I felt like it might have been missing from some of their other games. It, but well, like, it, was, it, it was in the second one as well. Yeah, I remember that. The, the little brother, right? Yeah, having, your little yeah. brother is like Akira, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I, yeah, I... I I just there's too many of these for me to keep up with them, and it's like eh, I'm glad this is getting good reviews. Maybe it might they might reach a point where there's enough of those games where I can like only play the ones that get highly reviewed because it's like all right, I'm gonna play the, the good ones of, of those games. But yeah, there's there's just a lot of them. But glad this one sounds like it's a good version of that. Uh, did you play Tales of Arise at all? No, I, I I didn't play the full game. I played I talked about that demo a few weeks mm -hmm. ago. Like it's um I really like a lot of what they're doing with the combat and stuff and it's one of those games where it's like uh it's not turn-based but it's not like you're doing 3d combat out in the open world you know so it's not like mana game it's like you 
you touch an enemy and then you're in this little mini arena with them and that's where the the real-time combat is taking place but uh the combat stuff really cool powers um i think you can get some cool synergies with the other characters and from what i'm hearing of people who've been playing this series for a long time is like this is the best looking one of these that they've ever had uh and so it it is kind of like like how dragon quest 11 like visually just brought the series to another level like this is sort of doing that as well nice um lost in random did you have a chance to look at that at all i played it for no. a little bit no um, that's the that's the sort of an alice in wonderland like right is it is there is a deck builder is there cards going on here you know, i'm not i'm not 100 percent sure i didn't get very far into it what did impress me about it was uh it looks like a Leica movie but if if they did a game instead of a movie you know Leica, right the people who did um uh Coraline and, Coraline uh, the, yeah, box yeah. trolls and those yeah yeah, I've heard. I've also heard Tim Burton, sim, you know, similar mm-hmm. to like a Nightmare Before Christmas well, type. A little, little bit Tim Burtony, yeah. Um, but yeah. super stylized, but it is uh, an action adventure RPG, I guess, in a world where uh, everything is decided by the roll of a die, and right. it's uh, that there used to be dice wielders who, you know, you you get a little bit of an abilities at the beginning where. Uh, you're, you're playing in the past as this warrior who has a die and you, you throw it and like uh, a new item pops out of it depending on which face comes up and then you, you wield that, that new weapon, whatever. I, I love that term, the yeah. abilities. That's a good one. Right? You know, that, I think Chris was the one who told me about that. But uh, you then flash forward a bunch of years and you are this little girl living in this dilapidated little town for ones, because in in the world in the current state that it's in, there's only one die, and it's owned by the queen, and she rolls it to determine everybody's fate. And if you are a one, you get to live in the shittiest place on earth, and like a right. bunch of Dickensian orphans playing in the mud. And there's like a little bit of a Hunger Games cast system going on the, with this thing. Little bit, and at the beginning, so there there are these two sisters, Odd and Even. You're playing as Odd, and your sister Even. Uh, it turns 12 and that means she has to have the the die roll determine her fate and so she rolls a six and That's the best yeah and is taken away and then a year later uh, even or odd your character starts to see these uh this ghost and you start chasing it and you realize like hey i think i think uh even's trying to send me a message maybe i should try and uh find her even though it's been a year and uh so it, it's um that that should explain all my cold call Facebook messages I put up this week. <laughs> this girl from high school sending me a mess. It sounds like mm-hmm. a different type of psychedelia. We have a couple psychedelic entries on this this week's list of games. It's like this one's kind of it sounds like a little bit of a head trip as well, but kind of a cool premise mm-hmm. at least. Uh, speaking of kind of quasi quasi head trips, um, Delta Rune and like literally. Oh, I, as I also got it backwards. This, you are playing as even your sister is odd. Sorry. Ah, continue. Okay. Uh, Delta Rune, which this completely snuck up on us. Like as literally as we started recording this, um, the announcement had just come out shortly before. Where, uh, yeah, uh, Toby Fox announced Delta Rune Part Two came out the seventeenth. Wow. So as you're listening to this, go grab it. Um, I also say if you haven't played Delta Rune Part One, go play that. It doesn't take very long, but uh, this is the Undertale guy. You know, uh, this yes. is his next thing. So. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited for that. And uh, also, Webbed, a little indie game that I've been following forever, which is a very physics heavy 
side scroller where you play as a little spider whose uh, boyfriend has been snatched up by a big bird. And you can tell it's different immediately because it starts out almost fairly realistic where your little spider boyfriend starts doing a little dance at you that, you know, those spiders in the nature documentaries do where they, like, fan out in a bunch of colors and start waving their arms. Yeah. And then walk back and forth like a bouncer that's not going to let you in. Exactly. Those aren't those aren't <laughs> arms, Michael. No, well, legs, whatever. Uh, <laughs> those aren't legs either, Michael. Yeah, well, all right. Uh, but anyway, you do the little dance, and then the, the bird comes in and snatches him. And uh, you're you, you've seen a you know spin web prompt before that lets you like bionic commando your way around by just attaching webs to things, and it's like shoot lasers, like yes, like all spiders do. I will shoot lasers at this big bird, <laughs> and then you have to go do things like help some ants build a giant mech. And uh, <laughs> hell yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's cool. I'm glad you described this game because it just sounded like a Nickelodeon game show based on the early internet. Mm. Like, welcome to Webbed. I promise you, it's not that. It's much cooler. But Good. but I think that there's a game that we've been saving for Chris to be fully what? engaged in. Oh, uh, WarioWare, get it together. Uh, there were, Chris, but, get it together. Yeah. More, sorry. Uh, this is not important for the listeners. It started pouring rain here, and the animals are going insane. Oh, jeez. Once it nice. starts thundering. Uh, yeah, the, the, the animals can't. Six animals can't handle thunder. Oh, jeez. Um, Poor guys. We're yeah. jealous. We're Wish jealous were of the rain as Californians. But WarioWare, it's the return of like the... No, you're not making your own WarioWare game. No, there's no motion controls. It's just a WarioWare game. Mm. And in that sense, I sort of get why Nintendo was reluctant to do this again. Well, I think the lack of motion controls, they tried to compensate with the character mechanic, which is like we have like 50 characters and they all control slightly differently and you use them differently to solve puzzles. It's all micro games. And then I would say not half. Maybe a third of the characters are fucking useless. Right. Um, I can skateboard left and right and can't do anything. Like, I, why would well, I? The, use especially you? the ones that are meant for two players, where they can only do things in one direction, in one direction, someone else to be the other direction. It's like, tell, please no. It's not really the return to form. I yeah. could say, like, thank God this happened, but it's also like, I like Psychonauts Two still is the funniest game of the year. But this game made me laugh out loud with their micro oh, yeah. games. Yeah, the, the, the visual gags have always been funny. You pluck armpit it's, hairs. It's out ridiculous. Of dudes. It's ridiculous. And there's a, uh, a story mode within a story. The WarioWare team is making a game, and they put them in the game, and they're then small, chibi, but polygonal, and like kind of some of the weird. You have to see it. It's it's sixty frames a second. These characters are very well designed. Seriously. Okay. Uh, they look very cool. good uh, as poli- small political characters. I think the character mechanic can it helps in that it makes the mini games more frantic, right? Because you you have to first remember your character's movement and powers, yes. and then how to solve the puzzle based on that, right? So that's there's a mode when cool. you uh, finish everything that'll throw random characters in there that make it double the franticness of games you already know because right. you don't know what characters uh, you're going to be playing it with. Yeah, but it. Uh, yeah, it's. I don't know. It's. It, I. I don't think it's a good justification for the series to keep going. But I had a blast with it. But then I think it's still a fifty dollars fucking game. It's fifty, which, like, so it's not full price, but it's fifty. But it's. It's also like 
Didn't they emphasize like multiplayer for this one? Because it's meant to there, be like, hey, you're on a Switch together playing. This there are a bunch of other games I can't play because they're multiplayer. Yeah. And they're not they're not mini games. They're not micro games that I I experience. There's like I, I'd say almost a dozen games that I can't experience. But uh, had a blast with it. But it's just still like the idea of man, if I paid fifty bucks for this and like got through this this fast, ooh. right? Well, and ooh. previous WarioWare games had a lot of unlockables, and this yeah. game I've heard suffers from a problem that, frankly, I feel like a lot of Nintendo first party games have suffered from lately. Is like. They do what they're doing really well, but the package feels a little bare bones. Like there's yeah. not a lot of extras, like unlockables. Like like Mario Golf's a great example. Is like that story campaign yeah. could have been so much longer and more complex. And I it had was a just very ton of great things like to say the, about Mario Golf, but like it's I didn't get to play it as long because I was out of shit to do other yeah. than online. And there's no real online for this, um, other than uh, playing uh, for scores single player. You can play. Local up with up to four players, but you can't. There's no, I, I believe, no way to do that online. Um, it's so confusing. Like, yeah, it's 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 a good WarioWare game, but there's just it's over very fast, like you said, and there's just not a lot to it. You know, like I don't know, maybe the multiplayer stuff is really what makes it hold up. But it's still charming. I'm glad I played it. I might play it like play through it again. Uh, I, I love nine volts areas more than anything else. Where you get to play through. It made me miss Nintendo Remix, which I went on a big fucking rabbit hole. Oh, like, man. what the fuck happened to Nintendo Remix? I mean, Why are we had, still making this? had two games on Wii U, and I think that's about it. Maybe on 3DS they, and, as well. Yeah, and they yeah. combined them on 3DS, and like, I think they're on sale in Humble Bundle. Get get your 3DS game for $25. It, I don't know. It's all it's <laughs> Nintendo. They're going to charge you at the ass. Um just because, you know, a couple of mini games are like, I was really surprised by, like, uh, make this guy feel good. I'm like, huh? And it was a, uh, uh, do you know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, it's a, a Fire Emblem. It's a Fire Emblem game. Oh, like, um, And it, it uses the Fire Emblem engine for four seconds. Um, that That's always been the miracle of these games is they will occasionally, like, it's just like, how do they get? How did they get Luigi's Mansion in that game? You know, which I hear Luigi's yeah. Mansion is in this one. Which is in the game. Yeah. And it's all surprising stuff. It's not It's not the Zelda stuff you know. It's uh, Well, because if you know the way games are built, like they, they can't actually put 20 different game engines in one game. Right. So it's like they have to fake it and run on the same engine. And they put, somehow try. And, yeah. like, spoiler, there's a Breath of the Wild thing in there that I just encountered after beating the game. Wow. And, like, it, it kind of struggles to run. In, during that portion, yeah. because yeah. you know we, we're not used to being a 3D game, but uh, the story cracked me. It, it, the game cracked me up. I had a smile on my face the whole time. But, but when I say the whole time, we're it's talking not... like you can finish this in like two or three hours. Uh, You're done with the bummer. whole game, that's whole game with cutscenes. Um, but I wanted people to guess. Obviously, Charles Martinet is in the game. I sent Michael a sound effect for WarioWare. Um, uh, one. I wanted to see if you, you guys could guess. Just guess what's happening here. You're making the guy feel good. You just told us about that. Let's hear it again. Let's hear it again. Oh, Wario just took a leak. That's. I mean, if you don't want to say taking a shit, it sort of sounds like he's relieved oh, himself okay. to yeah, a sure, much yeah. larger. But no, that doesn't. Ah. <laughs> so much better. It is, I assure you, when you encounter that sound effect, I was laughing more than I've laughed 
in a very long time. Uh, late stage in the game. By late stage, I mean somewhere around 90 minutes. <laughs> Damn. Not a long game. Yeah, it sounds not. like Wario just jerked off the King of the Cosmos. <laughs> <laughs> Who's to say he didn't? Ah, There's fan art of it somewhere. You know there is. Good sorry, that was my King of the Cosmos impression. I've been working a lot on that one. Yeah, but but I, I, it's weird. I, I, I'd say pick this up when it's on sale. But it's a Nintendo game. It may never yeah. be on sale. Um, it but be, it's a, maybe it is a great Wario. It's one of the best WarioWare games I've played in ten years. And I love the guy I talked to to get out of the glass case. Knew that that was happening. He was much younger than me. Damn. Oh, nice. So people care about this series. I love the WarioWare series. Mildly disappointing. Seven out of ten. Loved it though. Fantastic. Um, I also just added Skatebird to this list, which is an indie game about a bird who skateboards. If the idea of a skateboarding bird sounds interesting, play this. Also, is Toem out this week? I think it might be. How do you have a skateboarding bird game without Birdman? Tony Hawk. That's yeah. true. That's true. It's Anthony Hawk. Oh, this this is this is Eric Sparrow if he were an actual Sparrow. Hey, wow. <laughs> There's a deep cut. Uh mm-hmm. But, but yeah, also I think Toem might be out this week, which is a, a game about being a tourist with a camera and taking photos, and uh, it looks really neat. It's 2D except for when you're taking photos, at which point it becomes fully 3D. That seems pointful. I've created a word. I'm sure it's fun. Um, anyway, that has been our new releases, so let's move along to... The noise that you heard, it sounded like a like a bad trip, is is from the Artful Escape. But I did every time I heard it, it just reminded me of our news noise. So I said, <laughs> Michael, we need to use yeah. use this this week. So uh let's see, where do I begin? Oh, Captain America is gonna be in a twisted metal live action series. Uh that's a confusing statement, but I know what you're hmm. saying. <laughs> you know the story then, right? Anthony yeah. Mackey, who is recently is now Captain America. Uh, by the way, this is part of my VGA segment. Uh, yeah, Anthony Mackie, Captain America, is starring in a live-action twisted metal series from Sony Television and PlayStation Productions. Um, hey guys, guess guess which character he's going to be? Uh, he's going to be John Doe. He could be a John Doe. He could be Sweet Tooth, but. If we're being racist, and he would be Thumper. So I don't know if it's the same character, but like the John Doe that he's playing in the show is like a milk delivery guy. Is that also huh. the game's John Doe? I don't know. No. no. I don't think so. No, I guess John Doe, that's right. John Doe was the mysterious stranger in Twisted Metal Black. Like he didn't know I, I, I'm not an expert in adapting games into movies or TV shows. But Twisted Metal is the most adaptable of all time. Yeah. Can you imagine slowly meeting the characters of Twisted Metal? No. Well, it, apparently the way this <laughs> show plays out, um, you meet them kind of... I think they're all supposed to be bad guys you encounter. But basically, so here's the summary. Well, they're all the trying to murder article. you. We know that. Mm-hmm. Twisted Metal is a high-octane action comedy. What? 
Uh, based on if you use the term we, high octane in anything, I'm just going to kill myself or you. <laughs> it's I, based I on a take that. by Deadpool scribes Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick about a motor mouthed outsider offered a chance at a better life, but only if he can successfully deliver a mysterious package across a post-apocalyptic wasteland. Easy oh, so it's Death Race. It's not Twisted Metal. With the help of a trigger-happy car thief, he'll face savage marauders driving vehicles of destruction and other dangers of the open road. Including a deranged clown who drives an all too familiar ice cream truck. So, like, like I said, like they're sounds like the other characters are Mad Max villains in this mm-hmm. TV. Look, show. No, it's about psychopaths in heavily armed vehicles fighting each other for the chance to get a monkey's paw wish. Why do they not want to adapt that? Why does it have to be fucking Death Race? Ew, why not? Is is that what your heart wishes for, Michael? Ew. Yeah. Calypso. <laughs> oh, somebody said won the contest and wished for a Twisted Metal series. <laughs> Did you want Captain America in your game, but you're going to get a black guy you'll de- give death threats over the developers about? No! <laughs> it's time for, uh, Yeah, I was trying to make fun of racists. Uh, but it's more... Anthony Mackie... Did the definitive role in any video game adaptation of anything, and it's on Black Mirror. It's one of the best things ever. Two Street Fighter players who fuck each other. It's awesome. Okay, I haven't it's seen fu- that one. I- Are you? I've watched it like three times. It's so good. All right. It's it's unbelievable. I, don't know, I think Mirror I fell role. off that series halfway through the first season. You hate your Twilight Zone without without any kind of fucking uh, hope. Yeah. <laughs> Not to be outdone with all this car news, uh, Ubisoft uh, and Binge are teaming up for a live-action series adaptation of Driver. Seems pointless, but, you know... Uh, <laughs> Chris, you gotta let me... You know, I, I can't use it here. I can't use the phrase that you didn't like before, high-octane, but I can say Games Industry reports that Driver is officially shifting gears and returning to screens. Uh, uh, thanks, IGN article Ooh. that said that. Yeah, um, um, I would like right. to respawn on next episode. The next episode, because I don't want to talk about this anymore. I, dude, I, I mean, I don't Ubisoft know. has abandoned the Driver franchise. <laughs> like, no, they haven't, because they're developing the series. All right, all right. Oh, it's going to be produced by the dude. Uh, let's see, two dudes: Vincent Talenti and Alan Unger, who directed and co-wrote the Uncharted live-action fan film. That took the internet by storm. That I don't was remember. Fillion, <laughs> was that? Was that? Yeah, well, that was the one with Nathan Fillion. Yep. Okay, I was gonna say if it doesn't start Nathan Fillion, it mm-hmm. shouldn't have happened. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Like it's, uh, dude, I could use more Driver. I, I kind of. I like know. I'm not sure. I'm the guy here who loves Driver, but it's just like, why use the name? Like, how are you gonna? Never mind, Ubisoft is involved with television production. Yeah, you guys don't know that Chris spells his name with a one instead of an I. He loves the Driver series, dude. (laughs) We call him Crones. (laughs) 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 It's so dumb. That should be my name in every game. I'm so excited. Uh, Crohn's Antista. Um. Oh, man. All right, fine. So that's the Hollywood segment. Let's talk about video games. Boy, howdy, did Sony show a lot of video games in their showcase. Oh, the man, that was showcase. last week already? 
It's that fucked was. up, man. That was a lot of really fun shit. Dude, that was the one we knew was coming because it like it happened after we recorded. But yeah, there's a... Okay, I'm going to just go through this Kotaku article and list them. Um, Star Wars KOTOR Knights of the Old Republic remake coming to PS5. Yes. And it doesn't look like a remaster. Why, why am I seeing a bunch of memes that like this won't go anywhere else? Because it seems like it will go everywhere else. Eventually, maybe. I don't know. I don't know, but it's um, it's a true remake. It's not remaster. It's not just like they're up-resing it. It's mm-hmm. like, no, they're they're making that thing from the ground up, which is... Acceptable. That's exciting. Um, the one I was most excited about at the show, that fucking Wolverine trailer hit all the right very, Wolverine notes, dude. Very, very... Like, the idea of Insomniac making a real superhero game, not that stupid Spider-Man. <laughs> a real which, superhero, Which yeah. we're also getting. Real. Like, back so, yeah. to back. But yeah, we're getting I, Spider-Man 2. Insomniac is now, like, a Marvel studio. I, man, I, th- I think that... That dark end of the street song, like I got my whole life without hearing it, and then like in the last three weeks, I've heard it like four times in in as many different pieces of of, of uh, fiction. And I just I, I have to say, as a fan, even where we are right now, this is PlayStation crowing about Disney-owned properties. Three of them, mm. three of uh, Spider-Man, Wolverine, and Star Wars. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's why I don't believe, like, other than the Insomniac ones, I see no reason to believe these will be uh, uh, exclusives. Okay. Okay. How long do you think until Disney buys out PlayStation? I I have a feeling, just having worked at a Japanese company, that'll never happen, and they're way more likely to buy Xbox or merge. Hmm. Um, but that... Find me an American company merging with a Japanese company and existing more than five years. It doesn't yeah. really. Ever I mean, happen. the one people have been predicting for years and years with Disney would eventually buy Nintendo, and there's just no way. And I think it's for the reason. Chris it's crazy that Nintendo puts out like one eight hundredth of the product of Disney and makes like a third of the money that, that, that Disney does. Like Nintendo would never merge with you. Yeah, so the, the only thing we really know about Wolverine, uh, Cat Bailey writes on IGN, um, so they confirmed it's a full-size game, mm-hmm. so it's not like a Miles Morales kind of a spin-off or anything. It's like, no, it's its own game. And mature tone, so... And, and the idea of, this isn't Fox, it's not Activision, it's not limited to the universe of, like, just the X-Men, that's super exciting. We always talked about Raven's Wolverine for the awful t- 2010 movie being... We'll never get an R-rated version of Wolverine. Like, well, here we go. I think we'll get at least a T-rated version of Wolverine, and he'll he'll behave like Logan. I'm very fucking. Ex- I'm, I'm excited. I'm more excited than Sp- than the Spider-Man game, to be honest. Yeah, the Spider-Man. I mean, I love both Spider-Man games so far, and if this is just more of that, like, fine. Uh, this one apparently it's strongly hinted at in the trailer. Venom's in this one, and then it's it's Peter Parker and Miles Morales version of Spider Man. Like, so if they can pull like a GTA Five, or you can switch back and forth, or maybe even between all three of them, like a playable Venom. If Venom is not in this game, I will fuck Matt in the end. I mean, they pretty much That's revealed how... that Venom is in the game. I know, but Matt didn't want to say it, and I I was willing to get put myself out there hmm. and make a make a silly goose out of myself. He's been trying to figure out a way to do but... this for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let, this way, none of our respective partners can get mad at us. It was a bet. <laughs> it was a gentleman's wager. <laughs> now I'm just thinking of of Harry Carey. Hmm. Oh wow. <laughs> 
Ow! You hit my G spot, Matty. <laughs> I feel like I came, but there's no ejaculate. Matt, what are you doing to me? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, hey, we saw God of War Ragnarok. Yeah. We saw more than we ever have, I think. Of, of yeah, well, all we'd seen until now was a fucking logo. It was yeah. that, the first trailer was, like, literally a logo. Um, so, yeah, we saw a lot of this one. It, it's more God of War. It's a continuation of the game before us. Atreus looks a little bit older. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Like, fuck yeah, bring it on. I thought it was hilarious that there were fanboy wars on Twitter. Like, look at the boat animation. They just reused it. Yeah, like, it's like a lot of developers coming like, yeah, do we? you really want us to waste time on making a whole new boat animation if right. it's going to be 90% the same? And it's like, if, if that's a complaint of yours, you didn't play the first game, and uh, nobody would miss you if you died of COVID. Actually, I, I think this <laughs> might be surprising in that I saw more fan complaints about uh, overweight Thor than I did about uh, Black Angerboda, which... Like, you know, I think I think both of those are really cool design decisions, um, but they seem to be the kind of thing that are, like, perfectly keyed to set off a certain type of uh, racist-sizest fanboy. So, which is, like, by the way, if you've ever watched the World's Strongest Man competitions, which I yeah, actually quite enjoyed, that is the body type for yep. a super strong individual. WWE? Mark Henry is the only person there who won Genuine strongman competition. Well, That's now strong uh, Braun Strowman like. was a strongman as well. But like, yeah, they yeah, they Mark are Henry bigger, won. They're bigger body types. Like they usually have bigger bellies because they're they're pushing that belly out to like engage their core when they lift heavy shit. Like like that dude. That dude could throw you out of a building upstairs, Mark Henry. Mm. Do you understand? <laughs> People don't understand that. But the actual look of Thor, like in mythology. Probably closer to what the game would do. It's not the Marvel version of yeah, Thor. I know we're, you know we're all MCU fans. We all want to see Thor's cum gutters, but <laughs> <laughs> a real guy who's always feasting and partying and smashing yeah. rocks with his fists probably wouldn't look like that. And I didn't finish God of War. I'm literally still doing it. This seems to be a latter day stage of all these gods. What are you talking about? Kratos has a beard to hide his lack of a jawline. If even if this is just where people are like complaining, like all oh, you're reusing stuff, I'm like, if this is just what I just got with Ghost of Tsushima, which is like a big expansion, or Miles Morales, even like, yeah, I get to play that game again, but with updated stuff, and now it's just, updated for the PS5 with the controller and stuff. Like, fuck yeah, I'll pay for that. Like, I just it's, have no tolerance for fanboys. Do you know what system I'm getting next? The first one I can find, and I'll go into debt to do it. Uh, I can't find either of them. They both seem worthwhile. None of these games are coming out relatively soon, so it doesn't matter. I will, I will buy the first system I can find. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, other stuff they show, they went through a lot, is they showed off more of that Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, which looks just like if you played that role playing expansion for Borderlands 2, that's what Tiny Tina's looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, more of that. They showed off more of Project Eve, which I don't know enough about to really comment on, so there you have it. Uh, Uncharted, A Thief's End, and The Lost Legacy are getting PC ports, mm. which is kind of wild. The Legacy of Pretty Thieves wonderful. edition is coming to yeah. PC. And PS5, but yeah. Uncharted on PC is kind of a big Yeah, deal. That, that blew my mind a little bit. It's like, that's like a Ratchet and Clank game coming to PC. Like, I know Sony has done, like, we've, we've had PC versions of... 
Death Stranding and Days Gone and Horizon Zero Dawn, but those don't feel quite as tied to the console's identity right. as Uncharted does. Like, Nathan Drake is almost a mascot. Like, he, Ratchet, right. and Kratos are, like, the mascot characters at this point. It yeah. seems odd, but, like, I, I said that to you guys earlier, like, that's, to me, led me to believe the series is truly over. Yeah, um, it's a legacy yeah. series, oh, yeah. and we want you to see the PlayStation brand when you load it up, and that's the best we can hope for. Because hmm. uh, the series is done. There's no more Nathan Drake. There isn't. According. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Lost Legacy carried it on with a different lead, which is like, okay, maybe they're hinting, maybe the reason they're releasing this is to stir up interest so that there's another game coming, kind of continuing from the Lost Legacy. Could be. I don't know. I don't know. Um, let's see. We saw a lot more of Forspoken. That was that Squeenix game uh, scheduled for next year. Uh, it looks really I, I good. I missed the name of that game entirely. Forspoken. Like, to... Forspoken, man. Forspoken. Yeah. That's one of the worst names I've ever heard of in my life. <laughs> it, it, it's not a real thing. It sounds like it sounds like a machine jumbled up three different versions of Armored Core sequel. I feel like it's and, a time loop word. Like I feel like you've spoken of that before. It's forespoken. You know, mm-hmm. uh, hey, Alan Wake is getting remastered. They showed off the remaster there. So. What will I get to my thermoses? Uh, this is kind of weird. GTA Five, the next gen version. That is getting delayed, and they kind of announced that in the show, which is like, how could they figure out how to release this ten-year-old game? <laughs> <laughs> it's coming next year, so back from November of this year. Uh, we saw a lot more of Ghostwire Tokyo. They got a new trailer, which that game still looks good. So yay! Uh, they showed off some Guardians of the Galaxy stuff. There was like I think a new story trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy they showed during that, which okay. I don't know. I'm, I'm weirdly the most excited for the Guardians of the Galaxy game, but it still looked the worst next to Insomniac. Knowing what Insomniac has done with these it's, two other It's brands. a little hard now to be like, oh, this is the square one? Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, especially like as a guy who recently went back and played through the Avengers campaigns, like the sub-campaigns. Yeah. Like, and I did kind of get caught up in like, oh, I see what the Avengers is going for and I like the game now. It's like, but still... I would much rather play Insomniac's vision of some of this stuff. Um, yeah. well, I, th- I think my only problem with the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer is like, that's a douchey looking Star-Lord. It really is. Mm. Excited to, I was like only excited to see like an armored Gamora and an adult Groot. Mm. Like, um, mm. I, I just was, I didn't assume I'd see this outside of the pages of the comics. So thank adult Groot sounds filthy out of context. Yeah, <laughs> I am Groot. Maybe you shouldn't have dropped your, your Metro Pass in the subway. <laughs> there was a weird collaboration between Radiohead and Epic Games announced that they that sort of showed so off. so weird. Kid but a I love Kid A. Kid I a love that shit. Yeah. One of my favorite movies of the last 10 years is Rock Band Beatles intro. If you just deliver that for Kid A, one of my favorite albums, I'll be very happy. And then let's see, these other announcements, I guess, hey, Gran Turismo, still coming next hey! March. Hey, those, those developers are still alive. Congratulations, Molly. Bonnie. <laughs> I, hope, I hope no one sees the cum on the cars you've spent seven <laughs> years. <laughs> and then finally, they, they showed off Blood Hunt, which it, it's the Battle Royale that I think it's set in the Vampire, the Masquerade universe. Right, so yeah. that's coming to PS5 this year. It's so. like, ooh, is this Bloodlines 2 or is it the other one? Oh, it's the other one. Okay. Bloodlines 2, isn't that kind of in limbo right now? Like it's Yeah, I think it's been delayed, and I don't know if they've said how long it's being delayed until. But Yeah. 
All right. Well, uh, that was all the. There's a lot of that PlayStation news. So exciting awesome. stuff. Awesome. It was a really. It was one of the best PS5. presentations of the pandemic. The, the last eighteen months. Yeah. yeah. Really was. Um, and then this is kind of a follow up. It seems like we have a ruling in the Epic versus Apple case. Um, technically the court ruled mostly in Apple's favor by ruling that technically, uh, the Apple and the App Store is not a monopoly, but he did note at the time that their 30% cut is excessive. And he's, and he did also note you're not a monopoly yet. So it's one of those things where it feels like they're keeping an eye on it. Uh, but at the same time, it, by doing so, Epic kind of had to give some money to Apple. It's like $6 million or something like that. But Epic sort of won with one thing in that um, now Apple has to allow developers to link to outside payment options within their app, though they still don't need to allow direct payment options. And Epic has said, well, until they do that, we don't want to put Fortnite back on. I mean, as store. someone who, who used to buy digital comics and had to stop because Apple put a stop to it. Yeah, uh, I I believe a one-time thirty percent fee for your app is totally acceptable, even a dollar fee. But like thirty percent for everything, like let's say five percent, asshole. Like yeah, uh, you didn't do anything. You did, especially for in-game currency. What are you doing? You don't get you don't get a third of this just for existing. Yeah, that, well, that was know. that was the judge's point too. It's mm. easy, like yeah, yeah, because you, I, I'm lucky. I was here first and won the lottery, and I get to get thirty percent forever. And like, this, this would be a terrible country if you allowed this to stand. And Apple needed to adjust. So, but thirty percent for software download is kind of industry standard. But in-game currency, I think it's thoroughly unacceptable. But I also. Would advise anyone to buy in-game currency, <laughs> but I but I think Apple still gets thirty percent if you buy it through Apple. All this injunction really does is give people other options, so like developers mm -hmm. can put in other payment platforms that go around Apple. I don't understand. I don't know if those people have to pay Apple some cut or something. <laughs> well, too. let's say you have a multi-million-dollar subscriber base who will never download the game again, but buy in-game currency. It's a huge game changer. Yeah, so uh, it is. It's one of those. It's kind of a mixed ruling, right? Where Apple sort of won, but they sort of lost in some regards yeah, too. This is not over because there's no way Apple will let this stand. But also, Apple doesn't deserve thirty percent of everything anything anybody does on their platform forever. It's so fucking dumb. And it, it, like, if you want to talk about game preservation, this is the bad part of it. Mm. Apple, like, we get thirty percent forever. Like, no one will be able to support games that long. They won't. They'll go away. They'll die forever. You'll never be able to play Infinity Blade 2 again. I don't know that you you can, really. That's the thing. that Like, uh, in, on iPhone, like, stuff tends to not work after a few years. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then finally, I think you guys talked about two of these hardware news items. We kind of had little hardware stuff from all three. Um, so you mentioned the Sony added that patch, which now lets you install your own SSD with a heat sink. Yes. Uh, the Switch. This one's odd. The Switch enabled Bluetooth, but I guess it was because it it was using Bluetooth for the controllers. So they're Bluetooth just, is hardware. It's been there forever. Right. It's just been in there, and they just didn't enable it for headphones. But then the way they're getting around it as well, you you lose two controllers from the four that you could technically have no, connected to the system. Not the one. not the four controllers I bring with me everywhere I go <laughs> right. during the pandemic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you're wearing <laughs> headphones and playing your Switch, you're probably on the no, go. And everywhere I go, I, ch I switch. I, I turn every conversation we're having about the demise of capitalism uh, into four adults 
<laughs> looking at a six-inch screen. <laughs> That's what we do. That's how we party. During your rooftop parties. That's how we put. Yes, me and my multicultural rooftop party. Mm-hmm. You could be on a six-inch screen streaming your Xbox games because now Xbox allows you to stream from your home console uh, to not only the cloud but like a PC app. So now you can technically like have like let's say a laptop with the Xbox app running, or my yeah, I guess it's the Xbox app, and you can stream directly to that. Whereas before, I think you had to do it through like a website. It felt a little clunkier. So now it's just you open the app, and in addition to streaming from the cloud, you stream from your home console. So that's kind of what Sony was doing with the remote play thing last generation. I should say I hadn't tried this yet. I just switched my Xbox um, Game Pass to Game Pass Ultimate which nice. is saving me five bucks a month. And Xbox, I, I just want to say to people, if you're worried about doing that, because like, typically this has been real hard to switch up payments and services on Microsoft specifically. They instantly canceled the one thing, reinvigorated the other, and credited my account until January nice. for what I've already paid. Um, do it, because I believe Ultimate... Uh, ultimate members are the only ones who have access to the streaming stuff. Yeah, I believe the, so, the, yeah. The streaming the cloud stuff. So I, I haven't ever been able to try any of it until now. It works. And totally works. I, I, I am aware, I, I'm aware that I've heard that it works, but like it was unavailable to me. So like do not keep paying for live and you can do it in on your Xbox. Yeah. No customer service. It was very easy. I was totally worried about that because Xbox has been pretty bad about things like that in the 360 era. But it was uh, very painless, very easy to do it. Nice. Well, that is all the news that is fit to play. Oh. Oh, are we done with the show? Or do we Close. have any other segments? Close. Oh, We've God got the community it. segment, which is always oh, segmenting always our community it. and Chris's mind. Uh, last week's question <laughs> of the week, as you might remember, was tell us a game character you want to play as a kaiju version of. Uh, first to respond on VigilGameApocalypse.com was Trick the TM, who said, I want to play as a giant version of Kirby in games outside of Smash. It would be fun to play as him fighting against whatever cosmic horror is in the newest game in Gurren Lagann-style fights, where you suck in galaxies to shoot at them. I just don't believe they didn't do Gaijin Kirby in, like, the third game. Kaiju Kirby, but yeah, sure. What did I say? Gaijin, Gaijin Kirby. Gaijin Kirby. White dude Kirby. He's got that was first that. Kirby. We we saw those commercials. First Kirby was Gaijin Kirby. Says says San after everyone's name. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, King K. Rule San? A Blani Rubble says uh, Sunset Overdrive. Maybe a few uh, Herkers combined to make a gross fleshy Voltron. Then you get to fight it. Honestly, I just want more Sunset Overdrive. We'll never get it. Wouldn't be against that at all. Would not. I say you'll never get it, but didn't they? Um, Insomniac just announced something with Sunset Overdrive elements in it. Uh, well, in Ratchet and Clank, you could turn right, okay. the bolts into the energy drinks. Oh, that's so the, yeah, they apparently own it, Lockstock, etc. I think. Yep. I think that's Microsoft cool. said, "Cool, you can have it." So there you go. Did it finally come to PS4? I forget. Uh, Sunset no, Overdrive. Ne- no, never. I think it's still never. exclusive to Xbox. Dang. But I don't think Microsoft owns the characters, just the game. Uh, Shaquille Oatmeal says, I would like to play a game with the giant version of Donkey Kong. Imagine running through the streets of New Donk City and destroying buildings in your way before finally coming head-to-head in a fight with King K. Rule. Speaking of, we could have Diddy Kong lift you into the sky before dropping down and destroying a section of the map or playing as Cranky Kong, cane jumping, 
all over the place. Or maybe it could be like Donkey Kong 94 as a puzzle platformer, but with Mario Gigantic as well. Just make another version of Godzilla Destroy All Monsters Melee. Yes. Okay, it's yeah. a great game. And, 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 and wild shout out to uh, Donkey Kong Country, Curse of the Crystal Coconut from, uh, oh God, I'm itching myself, from uh, Alex Henderson Animation. A, a great punk rock music video done with Donkey Kong Country side characters came out this week, and it looks like Don Bluth made it. Oh, it, wow. So wonderful. Yeah. If you have not seen it. That's cool. Um, well, on Twitter, um, you old so and so. I'm not going to try to pronounce your uh, your display name there. Uh, <laughs> says Lady Domitresk, and then he's got a picture from Simpsons saying, "This enormous woman will devour us all." With a guy jumping <laughs> off of the ship. <laughs> uh, Sean Guy Fury. <laughs> he says, oh, "What is Let's see, like? Pete, Zelda, Samus, Chun Li, Sonya Blade." Uh, Mia Shiranui. My Shiranui. Laura Croft, Bayonetta, Aerith, Tifa, Morgan and from Darkstalkers, all the women from Dead or Alive. I can't think of any more because all the blood has rushed away from my brain. <laughs> I think I'm picking up what you're putting down there, mm-hmm. Shy Guy Fieri. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what he's talking about. There's donkey plenty sauce, of blood. Chris. He's talking about donkey sauce. Oh. That's where you go to the Guy Fieri restaurant to get football the meal, yeah. a uh, <laughs> mashed potatoes and, and ground beef in a bag thrown from 40 yards. <laughs> me thinks shy Guy Fieri might be as thirsty as me after eating at a Guy Fieri restaurant. The secret ingredient is an entire salt shaker. <laughs> I just shake the salt out of my goatee. Here you go. I don't know how Guy Fieri talks. Clearly. The donkey sauce is just mayonnaise and food coloring. <laughs> <laughs> but people sure do love to lo- seem to like it. Uh, from the official Laser Time community on Facebook, Matt Cody Wardell responded, I want a Katamari game where you play as the king of all cosmos. Already Whoa. giant, but hey. And maybe you go about in a rage destroying as many things as you can for the prince to clean up. I do like that idea. Reverse Katamari. Yes, just destroy it all. I've told you, when I read about the Katamari game, it was written about in either Game Players or PSM as your dad got, your dad is God and got drunk and destroyed the universe of the baseball bat. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I have not played the Japanese version, but like, when you play the version, like, yeah, this seems like what happened. Because now the guy's like, how big can you make it, son? Mm-hmm. But like, it, it makes way more sense if you're like, please fix this, son. I'm so hungover. <laughs> yeah, we are very hungover today. <laughs> um, we tied one on a little too tight last night. Um, and uh, finally, Atlas Novex says, I don't want to be Eggman, but I'd want Eggman slash Robotnik to be Kaijude, and then you have a Sonic level on Eggman's clothes and stuff. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. I yeah. can see that. A little loop-de-loop in his mustache. Cool. Yeah. Why not? I guess Ooh. his mustache is just straight and kind of like yeah. whiskery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thinking of the movie mustache. Oh, sure. Well. Um, new question of the week. Uh, like time loops, what's a recent trend in games you wish there was less or more of? Oh! Oh! Hmm. Um, oh, oh, oh! Deck building, I wish there was less of it. And open worlds, I wish there was more of it. And uh, I know that, that uh, those opinions are... 
uh, just <laughs> toilet grade to a lot of our listeners. But yeah. that's... Well, any listener out there who's playing Call of Duty poker can suck my ass. <laughs> I've got my answer locked and loaded. Uh, I need the, the reload stuff from Gears of War to be in more games. Yes. you got to have. Yes. That, that's Act a mechanic. Time reloads that... are, are great. We thought everyone was going to use Active Reload, and they didn't. Oh, they another didn't. one. The Shadow of Mordor gimmick. Yeah, you know, the Nemesis. whole Nemesis. Apparently, it's, Nemesis it's, uh, it's, it's maybe patented, but they should make I more Shadow games case. if that's the case. Yeah. And that, that and the um, uh, Active Time Battles of uh, Super Mario RPG and Paper Mario and blah, blah, blah. They abandoned them for a while, and I've, never, I've only seen, like, Eternal Sonata use them well. Um, I... I, I I know this is going to sound cliched, but Dark Souls. I very rarely finish Dark Souls games, but uh, right now Death's Door is my number one game of the year. Ooh. So combining Dark Souls with a 2D Zelda game, hack and slash, but be serious. Block when you block. Block when you should. Don't yeah, take I got you. Unnecessary hits. There's not hearts hidden under every uh, piece of grass. Like be serious. Don't get hit. That game fucking rules, dude. Like, uh, yeah. like you get so good at that game very quickly. So you're saying more of that Dark Souls formula, maybe just on more some the, stuff you more of the expect. Dark Souls, like learn how to play this, not how yeah. to cheat this. And I feel like my whole life before Dark Souls, we were taught how to how cheat, to cheat how to or power through how to how to enable mega potions or well, find hearts i mean there is there is a reason that there was so much stuff like nudging us toward like find all the cheats and get get, get the strategies you need to win and it's like yeah the games existed to sell us nintendo power subscriptions i get it but it, I, I was watching something on television i'm sorry i don't remember what it was but a, a kid like leaning and pressing a bunch of buttons and like man it's fucking dude running to the right there's nothing happening on screen what's he doing you know a dark souls game like you, that's what that that's what we're actually doing you're like you're leaning with one you're, you're doing precision stuff all the time hmm. uh with games where you're not allowed to be hit very much well they they, they really make you realize how much you button mash in regular yeah. video games when you play a souls game and go like oh shit i can't button mash i have to actually be have precision moves it's like oh I, I so what you're lot. saying is you want more games to actually be like Dark Souls rather than more critics saying every game is like Dark Souls. Right. I just want more games to be like emphasize a challenge and getting there's nothing as good as feeling like I've gotten better at something and I'm not a fighting game player. I don't play online very often um, and I, I don't want to even dissuade people from playing uh, Death's Door thinking it's hard just because it's a Souls game. But it is kind of a Souls game. Um, if you it's very Souls light. It's not as hard as Souls games. But, but it's, I know it's Souls mean. applied to like Link to the Past, which is yeah. like fast. It, it is my game of the year so far. Nice. And I, I wish I could. I wish I had. I could say something different because I played so many great games recently. Quick game deal uh, based on a game that Chris liked in a previous year, Mortal Shell. Right now, the enhanced oh. edition, the PS5 edition, is eighteen dollars on the PlayStation Store. Damn. So. Yeah. So good. Imagine a Dark Souls that had a consistent frame rate. <laughs> and, and it was less than 30 hours. Oh, man. And then the, the Enhanced Edition is, yeah, apparently upgraded for PS5. And it's a little confusing because you go to the store, they have that right next to the regular PS4 version. So make sure you get the right one depending on your platform. But they're both and 18 I wish, bucks. I also wish people would uh, play the game where they upgrade their Patreon account. Patreon.com. Hey, that's a good game. That's a good game. 
but not really. But just consider helping out. It'd be nice. Fucking having the worst time of my life over here. I'll tell you later. But uh, Patreon. All right. So uh, now we'll pose the question to you all. Like time loops, what's the recent trend in games you wish there was less or more of? Uh, time loop. I should have said that. Yeah, you, you hate time loops. You hate this whole show. Uh, <laughs> so let us know. Go to videogameapocalypse.com. Answer under the comments for episode 437. Or you can visit us on the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer. Or... Ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse, and we will collect the best answers and read them on next week's show. Anyway, that has been our show. Chris, you already plugged the Patreon a little bit, but you want to plug it some more? I have to be the first plug. You're always oh. the first plug. Thirty twenty ten. Um, not only are we doing uh, game shows with you guys, and um, we just got through September. I cannot wait to talk about that with Michael and Matt. Hmm. What September two thousand one did to gaming? It's kind of the most. It's kind of the most craterous area of game releases. Oh, God, yeah. uh, mo- Most of the time, current events don't affect games. And here, they uh, affected exclusively games. Um, and then, thirty, uh, we turned 3020's Classic Corner with uh, Mr. Uh, Di- uh, Mr. Michael Parr as Diana Goodman. Mrs. Michael, Michael Parr. <laughs> yeah, you'll put it together. Uh, 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 do we, did we do classic. We talked about Alfred Hitchcock movies for like, uh, like 30 minutes, which we don't normally have the capacity to do and that was fucking awesome um god damn alfred hitch penis um i want this to go on youtube um notorious but that's all i'll say but um <laughs> cool norm mcdonald makes me think of just saying as a plug very drunk uh appreciate the people you like while you can you know like um we don't have a situation where we have a show celebrating a person who was still alive. Uh, find someone you think is really cool. Highlight them. Tell the world. It's neat. Fun to do. Um, and, and then, yeah. Sorry, I'm feeling hurty now. Hurty. Say something nice about me, Michael. Uh, you're a very entertaining presence on the show, Chris. He that meant to my detriment and I don't want to talk to Michael anymore. Matt, <laughs> How yeah. is that to your detriment? Yeah, what is like, that Like mean? train wreck. That's what you were talking about. <laughs> no, okay, I'll, I'll give you a compliment, Chris. You know how, so Norm uh-huh. was regarded uh-huh. as a comedian's comedian, right? He made comedians laugh, right? Oh, yeah. You're you're a podcaster's podcaster. Absolutely. You make, you make, <laughs> me, you make us laugh. You inspire other podcasters to become way more successful. Yeah, I, mean, than us. I mean, what do you want, Chris? I mean, Jesus there's, Christ! I'm just trying to like, get you a compliment. There's like three podcasters who listened to me 15 years ago who will actually respond to an invitation to be on one of the Laser Time shows. <laughs> um, but it's fine. Uh, Norm is the thing that that hurt. That'll never happen again. But there will never be another Norm McDonald because society wouldn't allow it. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't have anything to plug. There's stuff on the Patreon you should go check out. Uh, well, as always, you can visit us online at videogameapocalypse.com, part of the Greater Laser Time Podcast.com network. You can also follow us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse or me personally at Wikiparas. That's W I K I P A R A Z. And I will occasionally tweet funny things about dumb shit. Uh, anyway, that has been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week.
I slide into his CRV instead of and then getting out like Jesus. <laughs> 